0: Hello everybody, welcome to Frame Trap, your bi-weekly, in-depth gaming discussion podcast. I am your host, Brad Ellis, I'm joined by my co-host as always, Michael Damiani. How's it going, everyone? That's right. It's going good. That's and the busy season. I know. Good <laughs> busy season stopped? Oh, Busy. Sorry, let me rephrase it. Let me use my adjectives right. Busier season. <laughs> Busier season. Sure. And our guest this episode is <laughs> Daniel Bloodworth. Hello, hello, hello. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Damiani, you said it. The busy season. I mean, it feels like it's been busy season pretty often this year.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It feels like they put the foot down on the gas and they never let up. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: like. But now to it's like deathly. I'm like scared. I'm scared There's so much stuff to oh, play. It, it
1: scared so many people That Devolver had to do A delayed direct hey. To show like Yo uh, yeah, We're getting some like, stuff Out of here It's not
0: <laughs> so bad man There's so much stuff to play So many good
1: games Yeah 2024 is gonna need Some love so Still got a big game Unreleased Maybe you wanna hold
0: on to that Yeah <laughs> maybe dude Maybe yeah Yeah I don't like When games get buried I mean it just happens just the way it is, because there's so many games. But it's one. It's like
1: games that would otherwise be like a, a kind of a big deal. Yeah. Even they're kind of like gonna have to fight and compete for attention. Yeah. Like right. we got all these games coming out, and then I was reminded, like, oh yeah, like Sea of Stars is also coming out in the middle of like this not like this yeah. madness in the next month, and it's like I hope you know I, I hope don't it think it'll get, get overlooked, but like I think some people might not get to it till like later, and right. maybe it's like overlooked at like the end of the year because mm-hmm. of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I hope that game doesn't get buried. Yeah, that game looks awesome. Yeah, I want to root for that game. Um, we always talk about games on here, but we're gonna start with something a little bit different. Domiani you went to the Final Fantasy Worlds. No, Distant Worlds Concert? Yes. Nice. Uh, Tell us about this. So this
1: is my first time going. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Google search for someone's name so I don't get it wrong here while okay. I talk about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, this is my first time going to Distant Worlds. I actually had a chance to go back in the early 2000s uh, when it was uh, happening in San Diego during San Diego Comic Con. Mm. Um, but the person I was supposed to go with ended up not being able to go, and I didn't want to go by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just—I actually ended up passing, gave my ticket—I gave the tickets away to somebody else and let them go instead. So this was the first time I went to it. I had been to that Final Fantasy 7 like reunion concert mm-hmm. they did right before uh, end of 2019. Remember they announced the release date? Yes. We had our little betting yeah. special deb- <laughs> debacle about that. Uh, that, but that, that, uh, that was. A little underwhelming. I walked away from that not very, like, you know, impressed. But before that, the year before, I got to go to the Eorzean Symphony, which is all Final Fantasy 14 music, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is like something I'd wanted to go to because the conductor Arnie Roth, like, has been doing this even before Distant Worlds was a thing, been right. conducting these big Final Fantasy concerts and. Very renowned within like the you know, Final Fantasy community, mm-hmm. and seeing that um, they had Susan Calloway, who was the singer for the earlier Final Fantasy fourteen theme songs, oh, in right. per, in there, but she also sang some other songs that weren't fourteen related, as you'll find out. Oh. Um, they had uh, Masashi Hamau. Hamazu, the composer for Final Fantasy thirteen, was in the audience as nice. well. Cool. So they they had like the usual like you know yeah. kind of like guest and everything like the, that. Yeah,
2: that's one thing that was fun because I went to the one last year. Yeah. Um. And uh, and yeah, they they tend to have like little little you know not big deal but little surprises that you aren't expecting. And like like Yoko Shimomura was there. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, she she she's right there. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and, uh, I think the vocalist from Final Fantasy X, was it the one I went? Oh, to? nice. Cool. Yeah,
1: so. This was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just nice to hear a lot of these songs. They did some, uh, they brought back something, they pointed out that they, uh, this was interesting, because Arnie Roth kind of, like, gives you a rundown of, like, what you're about to hear. He kind of, like, teases a song that you're about to hear, but then says, but first, we're going to play this song. So you're never kind of surprised, which is interesting, because, like, in, uh, the other two concerts they don't like it, like most every concert they don't announce what they're about to play. It's just kind of like a surprise and then like there's an encore or something and that's also a surprise. Did so, you get a playbook at all or No, I did not. Uh, it was so I'll say this. There was a Girls Generation concert going on next door at crypto.com. <laughs> so it was a madhouse trying to go anywhere down like down there. Yeah. Most of the parking was already closed off. Ooh. But thankfully the hotel across the street was doing parking um and was still open so I just like cuz I was going to try and park at LA Live and they're like no it's completely full and I was like oh okay Dang. so I will just park right cuz I passed all these parking spots like oh yeah like parking lot and I was like I'm just going to go here but then walking over there it was like it was like felt like if you've ever been to San Diego Comic-Con in in the exhibit hall it felt that like shoulder to shoulder crowded just to walk through the LA Live like courtyard area wow. like all the food restaurants were packed like people were like just like trying to like hang around like the railings there it was it's kind of a bit of a chaos but once you got in to the theater it was a little bit better but like the merch line was gigantic you remember at fan fest like the merch line was like a big deal so this one mm-hmm. was the first place you could buy the new album the uh, distant worlds volume oh, six okay. and it's only for pre-order every uh online so you could get it in person physically there and actually have it so mm-hmm. obviously and they sell those music boxes so people were like oh, yeah yeah so it, it was like you know a lot of people are there but it was like a very nice theater obviously been there before um, but yeah, the they played um, a lot of great tracks. Okay, um, and they brought back some things they hadn't done in a long time. Um, so Bloodworth, I feel bad that you weren't at this one. Oh, shoot. So you being a huge like, uh, I know you're really into Final Fantasy Six, and obviously also into Final Fantasy music. They did a full 14 minute rendition of the opera scene for oh, Final nice. Fantasy Six. Um they even had a narrator come on stage to do like VO for like describing like the in-game text yeah. as well as just like setting the mood <laughs> and everything, which was kind of cool. And the three soloists, uh Maria uh Draco it's Draco. So it's not Draco, it's Draco. Draco. Okay. Um and Prince uh forget his name. Sorry, or Ra- 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 Rouse or something, yeah. Uh they came out like the two dudes got like like they looked like like Renfair. Like, they was sick. Like 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 but like goth Renfair, like flowing capes, these shoulder pad things. Yeah. It was sick, cool. And uh, yeah, they were really good. They did like the whole thing. It was insane, um, really well done. And like they said, like they hadn't done it in, like ten years. They brought it cool. back for this, so Lucky that you. was special. Um, they did "Eyes on Me" with Susan Calloway doing the vocals for that one. They said that hadn't been played in a long time. They're bringing it back. Um, they did "To Xanarkin." You know, personal favorite mine. Yeah, of but course. they also, they also pointed out that it they when they first started Distant Worlds in two thousand seven. They said that song was going to be a staple. It will be in every sure. single performance they did. So it's like, you know, thank you for choosing that one. That's, that's, that's like a, the song you think yeah. of when you think ten. I was like, that's a say. good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. It is. They kept teasing. We'll get to remake music at some point. <laughs> 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 like, because people we like, there were like people in the audience who were like really passionate. There's one dude like who like hollering in just for every oh song going nuts. He was like super passionate. It was great. And when they like talked about, they said, okay, it's finally remake time. But I want you like all be like, you know, very like enthusiastic because maybe they'll get Square Enix to release Rebirth faster. Oh my God. And everyone in the crowd's are going yeah. nuts because they thought they were going to say something about Rebirth. Like, yeah, not a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah. Um No, other great ones they did. So they played, uh there was there was a Final Fantasy medley at the beginning. So yeah. they play like the, just the you know, main theme. Yeah, the main theme. And they kind of show footage from all the games. They went all the way to 16. Mm-hmm. They showed Clive. They showed yeah, a Freak. Yeah. Uh, also in the ending credits too. But no 16 music. That was my one small disappointment, yeah. is we didn't get anything Nothing. from 16. Damn. And this is like the start of their next, like the volume six. I was like, oh, no, I wanted 16 music. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Uh, they did uh, Final Fantasy 8 music. Via, oh, okay. Uh, oh, which one they do? The big, the really big song. The Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the name of it right now. Memories is it? Memories of life, for that oh, it? Oh yeah, I think so. Or is that nine? I'm trying to remember. They did. They did that eight. Might be nice, they did eight, nine. Oh, eyes on me is eight. Sorry, nine. They did memories of life. Um, ten. They did to Xanarkin. No eleven music, of unfortunately. Course. No I twelve. Think they might have had some eleven. At the one I went. Oh, to. Yeah. oh really? Yeah, nice. No twelve music. Really, no
0: twelve. No twelve Damn. music.
1: Thirteen. They did Saber's Edge. Okay. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it was you know really nice to hear. Um, they did a lot of 14 music.
0: Of course they so did. So they had popping S-
1: off. Susan Calloway do Dragon Song, Heaven Heaven's Ward's theme. Um, they did Invincible, um like the Stormblood, uh, sorry, the Hades uh music from Shadowbringers and then they did the battle theme music from Stormblood, Okay, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um and it was nice because they put together like a, you know, they're showing gameplay, but obviously the fourteen team does their own style of video, so it was done kind of like how they do all theirs, which is really nice. A um, lot of like a uh, you know good you know, the, I, like, it was nice to see how good they are without UI and like their camera tools. So I was like, yeah. oh yeah, why don't you kind of give those to us? And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's GPOs, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in battle, you're like really can't do that. It's like, hmm, can hmm. we get some of those tools. Uh, fifteen, um, they played a uh, they played a track from fifteen. Um, oh, which one did they play uh not solo no right. they it, it was something else uh i, I forget I was kinda like what mesmerized by like the footage of it. Cause it was oh because it was uh one of the d l c things I didn't play no. that uh, was it Arden? No, the first one Ignis or was it uh,
0: uh, Gladiolus was he no there?
1: not him the other uh, it, w- it was definitely Ignis pra- Ingus? Okay. It, and it was like all set in like the Leviathan area and stuff okay. I was like and there's like a boat part gameplay with the boat like wait what is I was like wait what <laughs> I, didn't I, didn't see, I didn't see this so I was like oh this must be the DLC yeah, I never
0: I didn't play him. any of those so
1: I was just like the gameplay was actually distracting because I'm like oh my god I never saw any <laughs> I saw his gameplay and I was like yeah. whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I missed out on this uh, so I was kind of like You're a the Leviathan fight and I'm just like uh, Yeah
3: well
0: man. they had
1: like Titan there Fighting Leviathan I was like Whoa. Oh,
0: Punching okay. him or something Yeah
1: I was like Yo uh, where was
0: this thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But for 7 uh, For remake yeah. uh, They did a Jesse's theme
0: Oh uh, they I they love did, that they, song they picked, Yeah they picked yeah. that one and Did they, they did bring a, out A classical guitar for it
1: They did uh, Yeah they did A really good rendition of it I don't remember the, I don't think they had A classic guitar for it Because it, okay. it was Just, it was just an, like you know An opera um, concert and uh, sorry it was very well done the video of mm-hmm. it like very emotional like and I was like kind of happy that oh, did spot, it show, like, like her house and, and yeah her and hers. the way it was cut if you'd never seen anything so and you'd be like oh like her and Cloud are an item yes so it was like I was <laughs> like oh funny. man like this is like shipping wars in. <laughs> and was funny <laughs> I was sitting right behind like an Aerith cosplayer so I was like oh that's funny and that's what they did for their second song this was a highlight for me. They did the honeybee in mini oh, game music. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. Funny. And they had like the choir singing. That is and funny. Stuff. And it was like really insane. I was like, oh, we're gonna do this. And I was like, almost like it kind of needed like a more big band feel, I feel like, but they like did their best yeah. with yeah, it and they're one having of the hard fun. Things with
2: yeah, these kind of things is like some of the songs are not written for these types of arrangements mm-hmm. whatsoever, and so it's really hard for them to to pull off The same vibes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one I went to, I think was, like, just, like, the second year that they were doing them, Uh, and that was when the Black Mages were still a thing. Oh, heck yeah. And so they had, like, a whole section of just the Black Mages stuff, and it was Mm -hmm. fantastic. And, like, uh, I don't know if it was exactly the finale, but, like, towards the end, they had uh, One-Winged Angel with a big, massive choir that came out. Cool. And the Black Mages. And the... And the orchestra, which is like one of the most
1: fantastic things I've ever seen. So dream that's a that's a dream of mine, is to have uh, see the black mages play. And then, like, have them combine with the, the primals, the 14, band, oh, And do, like, a That'd big, awesome, like, dude. awesome yeah. thing. Having That'd be, like, the sickest like thing dude, that they right? haven't. Wow. I don't, I'm we to sort that out, dude. Yeah. Uh, for the OG Final Fantasy VII, they played Cosmo Canyon, man. Oh. oh so good. Dude,
0: dude. Really, yeah, really good.
1: And, yeah, their encore song was One Winged Angel, Advent Children version. And Oh,
0: with the guitar. Uh, did they bring out the guitar then? They did. They, 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 they. Okay. Uh, so
1: uh, one thing I will say is... Uh, Do they? I don't know if they did it in yours or if you've heard them do this, but like they, Arnie Roth asked the audience to please do the Sephiroth part. Oh, so every time it would dun dun dun, he'd look at the audience and the audience like (laughs) Sephiroth.
3: He's like, "You guys are gonna be
1: a part of this?" It's like that was pretty cool. (laughs) He had us like sing that part, and like they were like. Doing the piano notes for us, like to get us, like, all right. So he's, he's like explaining dynamics. So there's something in music called dynamics. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> he just drops this knowledge bomb on everybody. He's like, so we're gonna try it again now, <laughs> knowing that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, here we go. So that yeah, was good. I mean, no, no four music. I would have uh, no five either. Yeah, no, no two, three, four, five. Dang, they're, they're, they were. It was just the uh, Final Fantasy medley, and then the Prelude mel- melody they did for the ending credits, which was really okay. nice. Yeah, because they just like. Really good, like silhouettes of like the, the main characters, like c- like covered in fog and smoke. It was really sick. Cool. I was like, dude, this should be like a DeCidia credit scene. This is <laughs> sick. I was like, maybe it was, and I just don't know. Yeah, I was like, maybe. Oh. but it was. I mean, it had Clive at the end, so I was like, and yeah, that, that's not yet. So, not yet. Next um, time. yeah, like the crowd was like really digging it. I mean, it was just you know, sound quality was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was like a really good songs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was only two hours, so. Uh, very short. The one thing I did forget, they did a Chocobo medley.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, do you yeah. know um, like what they based it off, or just kinda
1: so just... it was kind of like the classic, and then they kind of did like more of like a swing version in the middle. They swing, they switched to that. Um, the video was edited to uh, to be very funny, and they achieved it with that. Um, they also had the choir section. It felt like I was at a sporting event at a stadium oh. because they were shouting and chanting the letters spelling Chocobo. That, so there'd be a uh, part where they get to, they could be like C H O C O B O, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, yeah, all oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Now I need like a yeah, like let's get a Final Fantasy sporting event and do that Blitzball, 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 please, <laughs> um, yeah. Good stuff. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, just I, I, yeah. This is, a, this is a shame that like you know they do seem to come around pretty frequently. And, they, and again, this was in L.A. They have like a lot of upcoming tour dates in the U.S. and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So there's opportunities to go see them. It's just do you know the rotation they play that might not have a song that you've been like yeah, waiting to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just you
0: kind of just get what you get.
1: Yeah. So that was like the only thing. True. And. Now I have to look forward to whenever they're gonna play sixteen music in concert form. It's like one like like an actual like when are you gonna, it's gonna do be that? Intense, dude. Yeah. I'm jealous because the uh, Keely's thing had a sixteen song. Yeah, it was like only th- I watched the video of it. It was only three minutes. Um, yeah, but I want to hear it. You know, indoors at like an venue like this. Me too. And I want to hear more than just that. I want to hear like too. a nice sweet.
0: Yeah, I want soak in there also. Yeah, um, that guy is entertaining, man. He yeah. has a lot of charisma on stage. Yes. At FanFest, he was so good. I mean,
1: it was yeah, he's pretty insane when he does his antics. I mean, the the guy just brings energy. I don't know how he does it after like all those days of like yeah. doing regular stuff. It's like, "All right, still manages to do this." Um, but I mean, we love him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another just to wrap this up. I mean, if I could have like a, a like a dream fulfilled, it'd be get like all those legendary composers together just once. One time. You know, if I could have yeah. been in person mm. for it, if they could like stream it, like a big like anniversary event. So, looking at like for the 50th anniversary, <laughs> we get up there soon. <laughs> wow. You know, in like what, 13 years from now? Yeah. Get like Umatsu, get like 40th you, like, year maybe. Maybe 40th year. Hey, sooner the better. Yeah. But just get every big composer. Yeah. And, and Together on stage, and it's like just have them like, like when uh, Keely got the big three on stage for the game awards, right. it's just, like just they don't even have to like really be like composing or anything or conducting, sorry, but just have them come out on stage and like let everyone like celebrate them together. Yeah, yeah, that would have been sick.
0: Yeah, get Yoko Shimura up there, dude. And I would love it off brand if they just let her do Guile's theme, <laughs> just let that play. <laughs> <laughs> everyone would respect the Guile's theme. I mean, I'm hoping so. They've done the Kingdom Hearts concerts before. Yeah, with four. Whenever that comes out, oh, they'll probably hopefully I'll make that one. I want to see one of those. They'll probably the do
1: something for that for sure. Yeah, they seem to time around those releases. So yeah, and when uh, whenever we get Rebirth, and we'll get some new. Uh, oh yeah, did right. you run into any friends? Or? Um. So I saw uh, a few. I didn't get to talk to m- very many people there because uh, it was so crowded. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to say hi to them, but I saw like uh, I saw Stephanie from Square Enix there. Oh, okay, cool. Um I saw a few other people from Square Enix, but like I didn't like they were like they were sitting not too far away, but I didn't see them till like right it was about to begin. And in their inter- intermission, everyone ran to go get to the merch line. <laughs> yeah. And then the person I was uh one of the people I was sitting next to came back and said they were they were telling me, Oh, I'm gonna go try and get merch. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then they came back and, like, there are people who must have stayed out there the whole time during the first half and never left because damn, they were still dude. lying. But, like, it was, like, yep,
0: merch, man. I mean, I understand the appeal of merch at an event like that especially. It's, like, extra appealing. But, damn, you got to, like, watch that concert, mm. dude. Yeah. yeah. I saw – yeah, I was, like,
1: trying to t- Twitter to see people. All I saw was uh, Ash Paulson was there. And then right when I turned off my phone, he must have, like, DM'd me to, like uh. – l- uh, sorry – he was DMing me when I was leaving, and I, had to, I hadn't had turned my phone back on in time. And he was like, oh, you want to meet up over here? And I was like, oh, crap, I'm already, like, getting my car. And I was like, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there were, like, a few other people there. But, yeah, it's a good time. Um, didn't see too many. I saw a few costumes. Okay, one thing. Uh, the 13 Composer, right as Saber's Edge began two nine cosplayers went to that row that was where their seats are and start asking like they were saying like excuse me and start walking by like to get to their seats as their songs playing and i was like oh no, I was like no. worst timing i was yeah, like oh no timing. and i think i saw the handler next to them and i think he was like, shaking his head like <laughs> i
3: was
1: like because oh. they like have, i don't think they
0: had any idea who it was yeah uh like, oh, yikes I was jeez like, oh. unfortunate damn that sounds sick though Wish I could have gone, but I was busy yeah. with other stuff. Yeah, those are a good time. But yeah, hopefully in the future. All right, let's talk about a video game, actually, now. <laughs> Blood? Venba. Short little game. You played through this. We, you've been yeah. keeping an eye on this, especially.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's popped up in a lot of little yep. uh, showcases and it's had demos and things like that. Uh, and it's just a really just amazing, like, heartfelt kind of, you know, Getting to know this family and it's and and short is is for real, it's like it's two hours, so it's like, yeah, if you're thinking of putting on a movie for the night, might as well, you know, play through this because there's not a whole lot. It's you know, it's more of a narrative game, uh, and then you've got the cooking elements in between. But it's like if you like compare it to like another game, like a cooking section is almost like a boss battle in a way, and <laughs> it's like you're doing a lot of other stuff before you, you get to that cooking. It's not just like it's not like cooking mama where you're doing one thing after another after another, it's like. It's part of a broader chapter. Uh, And uh, Venba is actually the name of the mom of this family. Uh, And uh, they are immigrants uh, from South India, uh, and they live in Canada. And they're just, like, trying to make a life and, you know, just going through, like, all the process and cultural differences and, and... you know, trying to wrestle with the language and the doubts about, like, are we doing the right thing, is the best thing for our family, and and all of that kind of stuff. And just, it's like, really, like, I know Huber's gonna love this game.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's like, going to. Like, just that
2: whole, like, that family vibes and all of that. And it starts in, like, 1988 and goes, like, 30 years, like, 2017, I think is, like, the last chapter or whatever. Um, and, and, yeah, and just dealing with those, like, these ideas of, you know, it's like, they have a kid, and then the kid is, like, He just wants to be quote unquote normal, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they feel like they're kind of kind of losing him as they're like, oh, he's embarrassed to eat his lunch and all of that stuff, the stuff that you're making for him because. Oh, because it's so different or something is so different than uh, and they're from they're like uh, the the culture or region or language or whatever is called Tamil. It's like it's even different than like other types of like what we think of as like stereotypical Indian food. Uh, although there are some some things that you recognize but like for the most part like everything i was like looking at is like i don't know i don't even know what this this thing <laughs> the thing that i'm cooking with is right now uh you just know, like the first thing you do is like making these little little like kind of like uh cakey like pancakey kind of things called idly. and it's like and you're going through your mom's recipe book and you're trying to follow the recipe and uh, but but there're bits missing or bits are just, like smudged out and so it's almost like a little bit like a puzzle game It's like okay i kind of see most of this but i can't just go step by step i have to like fill in the blanks a little bit on my Kay. own uh and and so like you know put the put the things into the right spots and all that and oh yeah oh hold
0: on
2: <laughs> right, I'll get rid of this <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll give it a second oh goodness <laughs> what i don't even know it's for like it was for the printer or something. Anyways. Uh, I think it's
0: good. I can see that little
1: arrow. Oh, I
0: think uh, it goes away when you leave it. Go away. <laughs> okay,
2: whatever. There we go. I think you got it.
0: All right, sorry. Anyways. Our computer is going to I don't
2: even the- know. Um,
0: Wait, hold on, Blood. Let me talk about this cooking, though. So what's yeah. it like when you're cooking, actually? Like, what is the quote-unquote gameplay of this?
2: Yeah, so essentially, um, like like I said, you've got the recipe book, and you kind of look, can look through the steps, and then you've got, like, whatever, like... Um, ingredients? Ingredients are there, and the different... Um, whatever the devices, the, the pot or the skillet or Kay. whatever you've got to have. And so, like and then in trying to like figure out like what all the right steps are you know and and then and you can fail like i failed the first one because i didn't quite oh. you know like know like what the what did you want me to like because like a stack of towels there and like what do i what am i supposed to do with the towels and she was even wasn't sure what to do with the towels because it was her mom's recipe you know And there's a right. lot of things like that we were going through and it's like i haven't had this since i was a kid sort of thing but we're making a special uh, celebration um one of the ones that I thought was was really cool, uh, and it took me a few tries to to quite get it right, was uh, they, uh, you know, they were trying to. Oh, they were like celebrating, uh, like the the kid like acing his English test or something like this. And they're like, "We can make you anything you want. What do you want?" He's like, "I want pizza." <laughs> and that's not the answer they hey, wanted. Pizza's good. He's <laughs> like, "You eat pizza a lot,"
0: but they they Hold made on. this sidetrack. Yeah. Do you guys like margarita pizza? I do. Okay. It's yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I mean like okay. well, I just we, think it's we, okay. What, oh, but I mean
1: not something it, I'm
0: I don't just curious. Really going not for. pizza as
1: much anymore but like it, uh, I mean I liked it.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just curious, just checking.
1: It actually was a uh place where I used to live that was a a uh, like a pizza in, in Indian pizza place. They feel oh, like whoa. traditional Indian dishes with pizza. Like they're Chicken tikka masala pizza was actually pretty good. Wow, crazy. Yeah.
0: All right, sorry. Go ahead, boy.
1: Anyways, um, but it, but so so, but they wanted to have, you know,
2: they wanted to make something for him, right? It's like, we want to make something at home. Uh, and then she remembered, uh, you know, this thing that, and, and like a lot of things she was suggesting. It's like, no, no, we eat that all the time. But she was like, oh, we could, you know, we can have this thing that's called putu. And it like, it's like, it's like a rocket going off. And so it's like you have the, like this big, like cylinder and I guess it's got like a pressure valve or whatever and then you know when you raise it up then there's like a big long like a like a big tower kind of thing okay uh, but yeah so you kind of go through and, and like figure out how to make it right and if you make it wrong then it kind of falls apart and you try again mm-hmm. uh and and like I said those are just sort of like sort of po- points to like punctuate like these different chapters in their lives and so they skip like huge um chunks of time you know, and just seeing, yeah, it's just, like, one of these things where, like, you really just kind of, like, get to know what people are going through, different cultural backgrounds. Like, yeah. Learning, like, all of these things that, like, I don't even know what the name for this is, you know, and just trying to put your, yeah, put your yourself in someone else's shoes.
0: How does the length feel? Two hours, like, may seem short to some people, but does it just feel appropriate for what they're telling? Yeah, it it okay. it, it totally, it totally, it totally works. Okay, yeah. Cool. Hmm. So I guess the only like the, the main focus of this game is the narrative. I would say probably right.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the narrative and the food and the art is just so like big and bold and gorgeous and I, I guess you know, my and question dealing with yeah the, saying, general generational differences. Too. I guess
0: the the gameplay is you know cooking necessarily, but as these character or this character, do you explore your environment or is it just kind of like no, narrative points all, to the cooking? Then you do that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's all kind of basic point and click kind of stuff. There mm-hmm. are some points where you have, uh, like little dialogue choices where you're like, might have two different things that you can say to like address the situation or whatever. Um, but you know, and then you also, you know, because it's such a long span of time, you kind of see, right. you know, how they, they grow and they change and, um, you know, the family like growing apart in points and then coming back together and resolving conflicts and, and cool. so it's yeah, it's that kind of thing where it's like you feel like you really, really get to know these characters even though it's such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. Uh is this on everything? As far um, as you're aware?
2: I don't know everything that it's on. It is on Game Pass. Okay. Um but I do think it's Probably Probably on PC and PlayStation and Switch, too. Do
0: you know how much this is if you don't have Game Pass?
2: I want to say it's like $12 or $15. Oh, wow. Somewhere in that range. Yeah.
0: yeah. Seems totally reasonable to me. You can look
2: it up. I'm sorry. (laughs) I never write down the the fact sheet details. Yeah, I'm just curious.
0: Uh, Seems cool, Blood. just a nice little game. Mike likes to say you get those bonds with that family.
2: Yeah. Quick hitter. Yeah, it really... like, the excellence of it really stands out. Sure. Yeah. And the music, I forgot about that. Uh, Okay. When you get to, uh, when you're doing a cooking thing, she, like, goes in the kitchen and, like, turns up the radio, and the songs are just fantastic. I Mm -hmm. love Indian music. I don't, like, listen to it a ton, but whenever I hear it, I love it. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it really, and there's stuff I'm curious about it, too, because I'm, like, because they go through these different uh, years and all this time, and, like, I wonder, like, they, they try to, like, capture, like the type of music that would be played in the 80s versus played in, like, 2016 or what You know, mm-hmm. like, did they mess around with that at all? Or I don't know. But yeah. I like it. Cool. A lot. Sounds fun. And, uh, yeah. and my wife sat there and, like, put her headphones on and watched a nice. lot of it with me, too.
0: Sounds like a good candidate for our best game to finish oh, and yeah. playing one night kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. Sweet. All right, Damiani, you play this with Huber. Yes. I played a little bit of this. Yes. Seems cool. Let's talk about Double Dragon. Yes. Guidance. Oh the yes.
1: The beat 'em up era is the back. beat 'em up oh, renaissance. Thriving. I I know. Like we do not have Huber here to like go just like gush about this because it's good because I remember there was like y-
2: okay some reservations
0: when yeah,
1: we first so saw. So I think it, it was the vi- it was mostly about the visual style um, because it was such a departure from the older Double Dragon games. At least I I can't. Picture Double Dragon neon's visuals in my head right now, but the OG games didn't look like this. Although the loading screen does pay tribute to that by using like more OG style sprites, which is kind of nice. Um, and then we were like, "All right, as long as the depth and like the, the, the like you know that that the, the gameplay hook is there." Then it's fine. Like we're less concerned. And in action, Huber was right. Huber said, "I think in action when we're playing it, it's going to be fine. You won't even notice it." Yeah, wasn't even really calling any attention to like the it, it, like it looks good in action. Um, it's just very, to me, um, it's very simple. It has a great gameplay loop, and it is um, meant to be replayed uh, because it's so short to play through. But they do so. They do very cool unique things with this I don't think it's the most in depth of the newer beat em ups Um, I would say like Streets of Rage 4 is still like the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it and Turtles probably have the most complex like combat systems. Like, Streets of Rage actually has like a fighting game move list that you can see for each character that evolves as you upgrade them. And Turtles has some pretty comprehensive stuff. Um, this is a little bit more, I think, simpler because there's there, there are so many different characters and they wanted to keep it like Double Dragon, I don't think, is very, very complex in, in its beat up style, but it is about the way levels change and how you and how mm-hmm. you and the order you decide to play them it is only four stages long oh wow but each stage so when you start in the first stage it's only one level the next stage you go to will have two levels and it will keep it will increase and whatever order you pick them in on the next playthrough that so you might only see one level of one stage got it and if you come back there and you do it like the second you might get two levels you'll see the second level of it and then third level and so on bosses change. It's the same character but what they like with their mechanics and where you fight them That's cool. also change, which is really cool. So you're getting multiple unique experiences by like playing through these like short it's like paths, basically. So it's deceptively short, but it, it is so it entices you to replay it because the progression system is you earn cash in the match, sorry in a in a in a round. And you uh, spend it on upgrades. You have two characters, so it's tag team style. Uh, each player, it's up to two players, uh, local co-op uh, only, I believe. And you can pick t- well, from one of two. Uh, you can pick up to two characters. So they have Billy and Jimmy, obviously. They right. had Miriam, and they have uh, other unlockable characters. Uh, I forget the last character, but they have like a Bobo. What um, oh,
2: you can play as Bobo? Oh, no, yeah. When yeah, I saw, I saw a Bobo was unlocked, I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you ever
1: bust out a Bobo?" And a Bobo's got <laughs> these grapple moves. It was like just sick That's to great. see a Bobo. <laughs> all the boss characters are unlockable. They had some other ones we just didn't get to. Um, but as you complete a level, uh, you can you have a cash pool shared between the two of you, or just by yourself if you're solo. You can purchase upgrades, and they're only applicable to that run. Oh, so they're not right. permanent upgrades. They're just for that. Now you can say, I don't want to upgrade anything and keep the cash because at the end of your playthrough, you cash out and get tokens. They've got like poker chips. So they call them tokens. Those tokens are used to unlock new characters. And other unlockables such as like artwork or music. Nice. They actually had unused music on there, like unused track one. And he that's was like, great. we got to get that first. And I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's, like, let's listen to that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good music. So they have a lot of collectibles to earn. And that's kind of like the decision you want to do. Do you want to like get to the end or do you want to like cash out at any point and just like take your earnings and unlock new characters? So there's no like permanent upgrade system. So that's a little bit, uh, maybe different because I know a few of the, like, especially Streets of Rage, you do invest in your characters. Mm. So that might, you know, be a turnoff to some people that it doesn't go as in depth, but it already is tapping into Mr. X's nightmare system of that, uh, for the, the the rogue light in that, like, your run, you do have upgrades that can that will carry over. And that decision-making, like, which ones do you want to spend on? Because you only get to choose one, and you're kind of like, that's your build. And if you don't, like, if you don't get that to come up again, because it's random, what will come up for you to purchase? You didn't can't just buy anything. It's, yeah. like, one of a certain amount of options. And some of those options are tokens. Like, you can buy some extra tokens. And then the last option is always, like, cash out. So, what do you want to go? Do you want to up, like upgrade your special ability? So this is different. Your special ability, it's not a risk reward uh, system like streets of rage where it goes like, into like you know like gray health or whatever where you can like or green health where you can like regenerate it back, sorry red health and 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 earn it back if you don't get hit. It is just a cooldown system. Mm. and you have a special meter. And when you burn it, it, you have to wait for it to recharge. You can upgrade that so it recharges faster, or, or if you like more offensive, you'll charge it faster. But it's also your tag meter as well. Unless your special is filled, you can't tag out a character. Yeah, why don't
0: you explain this tag system a little more? So
1: yeah, uh, so you pick your two characters. You start to level as the primary character you picked. At any point, as long as you have meter, you can uh, hit one of the any button. You can reconfigure it how you want the the assist button, and they'll swap out for you. Um, if you just do it neutrally. They'll just drop in, but if you're being attacked by an enemy, like they're comboing on you, you any of the meter, you can use it to break that combo and be safe. So it's a combo breaker essentially, mm. which is kind of nice. So one, if you get hit by an enemy, it's like and you got the meter, oh, spend it because you can bail them out, and it's like a get out of jail free. Do, you,
0: do your characters just like teleport to the other one, or is it like Marvel vs. Capcom? It's they just, it's just drop 10-10. down.
1: They drop down okay. on where they are. It like it's like this, like kind of like a not Sonic Boom, but like kind of like a shockwave type effect in the air and then they just like appear below like that pushes enemies away or the enemy that's attacking you it pushes them away for a second lets you drop down safely your other character i think just like hops off or just jumps up as well um and then they can also regenerate health any of their like gray health blue health what it is that can be regenerated um it takes time and so sometimes it's strategic it's like oh there's no way to heal right now, and they're low in health, but they could regenerate a lot of health. Let me sw- swap them out. So especially when you're in a downtime segment where there's no enemies, you might want to take the time to, like, let's swap out characters, let them heal up, and then we'll proceed. Um, but there is food. There is he- there is healing right. items. They do just randomly appear. Like There's destructible uh, objects in the environment you can use. There's weapons you can pick up. Gotta have weapons. Too. And the beauty of weapons and your special move is that you get – KO hits, like one hit KOs, when you string those together like you hit 3 or more enemies, it will generate food for you. So 3 is like a hamburger, 4 KOs combined is a hot dog and 5 is a turkey. Okay. So you want to like get a bunch of those enemies grouped up and use your special on them and you just keep getting food from them so like you can keep yourselves healed. Nice. Um, and it's like a it's a nice system that rewards you for, you know, playing into that system. Um, and it just feels really good to play. They got some platforming segments. Yeah. there's the one where like there's like it's like an abandoned like warehouse or like a like apartment complex or something. And the the floors and the higher floors aren't like all there, and you gotta like jump the gaps. Enemies burst out the doors at inopportune times. Mm-hmm. It's like oh no! And there's like an elevator sequence. There's a boss fight on the top where. This is the roof. You can throw people off. You can get knocked off. The boss charges you. If you get caught once, you're going off the roof. It's like Yeah, they they have a lot of those shenanigans going on. Not as many they have a few environmental hazards, like one the the one the 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 pharaoh boss dude converted like made a pyramid out of trash in the trash yard and in there there's like parts with like spikes and electrified fences and like on the especially on the ground too the grating and it's like yeah you gotta deal with some of those types of things as well while also dealing cool. with the, these waves of enemies and yeah uh, they're um like Huber really liked wanted to do air grabs a lot. He was like, Dude, <laughs> yeah. please do the air grabs like it's so sick and it's like all right, we'll do they? like we'll do it's like a boba's got the sick air grab. I'm like, All right, it looks sick and it does look sick. It's, it's like wrestling style, but like Miriam is like range. Mm-hmm. She's like to, she yeah, so to so use a gun, a so you yeah. just stay back, fire off rounds. You got to reload, but then her specials are insane. She's got like a bazooka as far as like a rocket. that is like from range, that annihilates people. She's got a scorpion. Get over here, grapple cool. thing. Now pull people <laughs> from a range distance, and then she can set like a landmine thing that like anyone entrapped in it gets hit by this like electric field. It just like zaps them and stuff. <laughs> Whereas like uh, like others, it's just like. You know, Billy and Jimmy, it's, like, they're, like, you know, big flash kick or, you know, like, sure you can, like, move. A Bobo's got, like, this big, like, dash shoulder kind of, like, tackle move. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there were a few other characters um we didn't get to, you know, get to. But, obviously, uh, he played as uh, the... The Yakuza boss, uh, she, uh...
0: Right, I played as her. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, her sword swings were cool, but he was complaining she, like, moves pretty slow. slow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas some other, like, Miriam is not very agile. Mm -hmm. Like, you jump with her, she has a lot of recovery when she lands. And same thing, with you know, but whereas, like, Billy and Jimmy are more agile, they don't need as much recovery. So there's some variance there in character, you know, play styles, too, which is pretty sick.
0: So you said, depending on what order you go in for the four stages, you get additional stages as you go on for each level, right? Yeah. So whatever one you start with is one, then the next one will be two, then three, then four. How different did these feel from each other, I guess? Like, did it seem like just copy pasta of assets or did it feel like completely new stuff? No, it's
1: like, so for example, like the the trash pyramid, you only, if you only do that first, you only get to fight outside of it. Then if you get to level two, you go inside the pyramid. So it's okay. like, like catacomb-type vibes, like nice. Indiana Jones, like Tomb Raider style. Mm-hmm. So you get something like that where, yeah, you get deeper. So they don't feel copy-pasted. Each level is pretty unique-looking but still suits the theme cool. of the environment it's around.
0: I like this idea. Do you think maybe it would have been better if it was just every level at once? Or do you like the idea of replaying it?
1: I think there should be an uh, there should be a mode that allows like you, when just you to beat just, it like or this, yeah once you beat one or if you've seen every variation, like you could just play like a long playthrough oh, okay. like yeah. do like a, a gauntlet version where you're gonna play all three six nine twelve I could see them yeah. adding
2: it because they've been with you know a lot of these others they've been you know adding these different modes like Mr X Nightmare and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles has one coming up too yep. so I could see them yeah really doing simple things like that bolted on extra modes.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely not. I mean, there's uh, a modifiers for the difficulty. So we played on the the default settings, and I think we didn't complete it on our first attempt. We did wipe, but we didn't use our. You didn't use a continue because you didn't want you didn't want to burn the cash. You wanted, <laughs> wanted us to unlock nice. some characters with the tokens first. But I mean, you can set it to like permadeath, no continues, and like the the higher difficulty you set it, the better your rewards right. are. Oh great! So if you're trying to like farm That's for awesome. more tokens, you and you're good. Mm-hmm. Because I I what I wanted to say is I think on normal difficulty it was a little easy. Sure. Um, not as not, not, not nearly as challenging as any of the old double dragons. Right. But. We didn't try it on the harder settings. Maybe Huber has in the time since, and he could speak to like, yeah, it's actually pretty legit difficult. But at least they had that option in mm-hmm. there for you. So like, f- like each there were like four or five different modifiers, and they each had like five different settings, like from the easiest to the hardest. That's pretty cool, but yeah, I can see how some people might think it's a little bit bare bones sure. compared to other contemporaries. Um, but it isn't like I don't, uh, it's not full price. Uh, it's definitely it's
0: probably like twenty five thirty. I think it's
1: like thirty. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I'll say though, like it's you know it takes it's going to start to take a lot to stand out now because we have so many excellent ones coming out. Game-ups, yeah. Um, And it's if you don't have that good solid initial release, I think it's hard. Like it's gonna be easy to be overlooked. Example is River City uh, Girls Mm. Two came out with that bad frame rate issue. I'm pretty sure they 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 said they were gonna fix it, and it might have been fixed by now. But I think a lot of people moved on because we got turtles. We got you know we got you know we got this um in yeah uh, hopefully this leads to more revivals or you know uh, uh, you know more chances for games that maybe didn't have as good of a
0: revival attempt up uh, Battletoads um would be sick That's funny you brought that up cuz I was thinking there was Battletoads Double Dragon yes. I was like if yes. I was Microsoft yes. I'd be like hey do you <laughs> yes. want to make a Battletoads Oh yes I, Double Dragon game or something I would
1: that would be if you
0: want to get people to
1: like take another look at this game you announced, like, oh, the first, like, you know, update to this game. Guess what? Battletoads Double Dragons happening. Yeah. So
0: that that's your new mode. It's like, yeah. okay, there we go. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, because Battletoads, you know, they didn't get the love they probably should have got. It. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's got, like, the, the music. Oh, the title screen. Like, I made mm-hmm. Hubert, like, dude, we're listening to this whole song. <laughs> like, good new arrangements of the classic music. It's all there. Really cool really goofy story it's like you know just like this this mayor wants to clean up the streets gets a little yeah. like dystopian at one point uh yeah yeah you have two options for how you want to end the game too it's hilarious like you mm. can do one yeah, thing or cool. you can do the other thing and uh it was pretty sick our reaction seeing to the option we first picked we're like <laughs> dude yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome and then we dude. went back and saw the other option we're like all right you know this is this is
0: pretty cool yeah, it's been great to see kind of beat-em-ups get a second life after so long, you know, because they were such a staple in the 2D era. And they kind of went away, it felt like, during PS2 till now, essentially. So it's great to see them come back, mm-hmm. especially double-dragging, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they've tried to do a few revivals, but they never really, they
1: never really caught well. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's good to see this. I think this is probably, like, the strongest one they've they made. This Like, it's definitely more approachable. Um, they kept again they kept that at two player only for co-op so uh, like other ones like Streets of Rage Turtles you definitely can get more people Four, in six, yeah. so that might be Maybe they'll do an update later yeah, hopefully. It seems like beat 'em up's but get because it, updates But but so a lot. they have the tag system though so that's like yeah, the, the, maybe I that's think that's it. like the, the 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 equalizer there and yeah I mean, also another contender for best game to play in one, I uh, finish in one night, but obviously, if you want to see and do everything. It's definitely not taking one night. Yeah. You know, right, it'll but you take a few like, nights. You quote
0: unquote, beat the game, I guess. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. So it's, it's a small time investment if you just want to, like, mm-hmm. sample it. You got a friend you want to play with or someone, you beat up some thugs. Seems cool. It looked fun. For what I played of it, looked, it was fun. So. I'll have to get to it sometime also.
1: Yeah, credit to Huber for uh getting me into these like these beat em ups. Like, yeah, did you like, play
0: beat em ups a lot growing up? I
1: mean, I did. I played a, like I like the Turtles uh Nintendo's arcade game. Uh I was arcade game, Turtles in Time, The Simpsons and X-Men. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I played a ton of those. I did some uh Final Fight. Mm. Right? I had that on Super Nintendo and I played that a lot. But beyond those, I just never went back into that genre after, like, that those games, their time. And I just, like, drifted away from it and didn't really get back into it. So, yeah, Huber really selling Streets of Rage 4 and, and Mr. X's Nightmare. Like, I mean, I still think that is, like, the best content update of any of these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what the Turtles one has to offer. Right. But, yeah, that mode is just so good. So mm-hmm. you can just replay it so many times and it's so fun.
0: Dang, I hope Final Fight comes back now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they oh, just announced. Yeah. Uh, we covered it in uh, Evo news the uh, 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 Mark uh, King, not King of Fighters. Uh, yeah,
0: oh, Fatal Fury. Feral Feral Fury. Fatal Fury, Fury City thank you. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was like, it's just eluding me, but like, first new one in how long? So it's yeah. like,
0: yeah, but it's a fighting game, though, you know? Yeah, but it's. Some Final of those characters, not
1: some of those characters, like SNK characters, I know like some of the characters. It could lead to it. Maybe they have a mode in it that's Final Fight. They throw <laughs> it in there.
2: But Final Fight's Capcom. Yeah, Final Fight's
1: Capcom. The crossover. Do like do oh. they, they, they've already the,
2: Capcom's already crossing Final Fight stuff into no,
1: Street Fighter. This is this is gonna lead to CVS. <laughs> this this is what I'm trying to get. This okay. is leading to CVS. This is leading to CVS revival. Yeah, here we go. Capcom, SNK, like they're getting back together. Because, you know, people want Marvel, but like, it doesn't seem to be like happening. So it's like, you know what? Next best thing. Let's get CVS back. So let's yeah. do it. Let's get Capcom
3: That would S&K, be awesome.
1: Get that together. How sick would it be if they, like, Capcom's like, you can have, yeah, like, we're going to allow you to have, like, Final Fight. And that's the tease. It's like, because that. And then when you beat it, the announcement is, guess what? CVS trailer right Oh, my <laughs> God, <laughs> dude.
0: That'd be sick. Uh,. I hope that happens just it mean, won't
1: though Hagar again I know yeah the, the mayor
0: sp- dude dude the mayor Because not he like the statue of him in mm-hmm. Street Fighter 6 mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy and Cody's in Street Fighter games yeah. and stuff <laughs> dude damn dude
1: just seem t- just want Terry and, and Hagar to fight together Terry, and yeah Hagar, man just on the street together just busting up
0: yeah Terry Burgood's awesome gotta have the hat though I've seen like the, the te- oh yeah, the you know the see, hat. yeah yeah it's man. like Terry's sick no matter what, but I want the hat still. I hope there's a costume with the hat. His yeah, they'll, they'll
1: definitely have an alt costume yeah, for that. Gotta have the classic one. Too. Heck yeah.
0: Um, he made it in Smash. That's true. He did. That he is so Smash. Sick. That's I a, forgot about that. That's a big deal. Man, what a sick character to add to that game. Yeah. Okay. It's time for Sorted Out. <laughs> Uh, this is just a segment where you know we just talk about something that's bothering us in the gaming industry, game company, something that needs some sorting out. Do you guys have one this week or this episode? I've, I, I just thought can of one. Little, can
2: be be minor. It's so stupid and minor, and it doesn't apply okay. to anybody else. It's a completely bloodworth problem. Okay. <laughs> when you redeem a code, yes, on any of these systems, they send you an email receipt. Yes. For Zero a thing dollars. that you you didn't buy, you just got for free. And I don't need that receipt. You don't need it. I don't need it. And then, then so, like, when I do this, I do this thing once, like, a month, like, after everybody's picked over everything that they want, we still have a bunch of things left. And then I'm, like, once I'm done, I have, like, 80 emails in my To inbox. go through, yeah. <laughs> just to, like, More just to blood. go through a mark as red, you know. More is, blood. It's, yeah. <laughs> put it on the group account. Yeah, I put them on the group account so that, like, I mean, one day we could do a grab bag or whatever, yeah. like... We probably would have to, like, do, like, a roulette wheel before, so that we make sure we get them all downloaded ahead of time, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, what, what, whatever random thing is going to pop up. Yeah. I'd probably have to, like, I don't know how we would actually do it, because I'd have to, like, list out all the games on each one
1: thing, too, that we own, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: lot. What
0: about you, Any, anything All
1: right. Uh, oh. the, the in Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, when you're queued up in a party, mm-hmm. uh, for any kind of content, they really need to add the damn option for just one person to say yes, we're ready to go, and you go in. Because how it works now, every single person has to click yes when you're ready to go into the the mm-hmm. content. And if one person doesn't say it, yeah, it you get good. a penalty. You get you get a you get a one point towards a penalty. If you get three, you get locked out for thirty minutes. Wait, what? Yeah, for it,
0: all content.
1: Yeah, for all any content that requires you to queue into it. That's the like the duty everything. finder system. Or, yeah, the, the duty finder system. Yeah. So so if
0: some guy someone else can screw you over, I did not know this. So like, what?
1: but someone else like get up and go to the bathroom, or whatever. You've been like waiting like twenty minutes, and like then the queue pops, and like you, like you're just there, and like they know like there just needs to be an option. I understand there's some people that like, want want it, but like there there should be an option you can check that says. Mm-hmm. If you like, when this party the party forms, any one person clicks yes, we're just going in, and it's cool. And so you don't like if someone's not there, it's fine. Not the end of the world. Just solves so many problems, yeah. so many headaches and frustrations yeah. be gone if they just allowed so that.
0: Have you been locked out of something because someone else didn't queue? No.
1: Up? So we were we were queuing for something uh, this weekend, and literally the person queuing just said, "Be right back." And the moment they said beer back and got up, it popped, and they didn't come back in time. They got the thirty minute penalty because they already had like oh, in, no. they already had like two two others. They I guess had backed out of. So yeah, they could they had to like they couldn't go in with us. We had to like oh all right, we'll go do something and then we'll wait like you know thirty minutes.
0: Well, what's the time gap you have between this? So like if you queued for something forty five seconds. No, oh, no, no, so, no 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 oh. no. So the gap if you like how long is the time do you have to get three strikes essentially?
1: Oh, 20, like a 24-hour period. Okay.
0: So it's I 24 think hours? it's a
1: 24-hour period okay. from your first one till like – How your... are you
0: missing three Qs in 24 hours? How are you uh, doing uh,
1: that? So it's not just Q. So if it pops, if yes. a Q pops and you change your mind and you say back out, oh, that counts too. Yes. Oh. So you can't back out. I mean you're allowed to, but you only get like two free chances and then your third one you get penalties. Huh. And if you leave content like when you're in content, if you leave before it's finished, you just get a penalty. Like you get 30 minute penalty period. Okay. but that, that I think that means if you back out again, you also it like it that just gives you three strikes right away. And then I think you any future ones you do within 24 hours, you're going to get 30 minute penalty I think. Hmm. But, yeah, I understand why they do it. I understand there's situations that could possibly be abused. But as long as everyone, like, when you're, like, joining the party, it gives you a message, like, you by joining this party, this quick message, like, it, it's, like, anyone clicking yes will allow you, like, will cue you into the instance. And it's, like, so you get a heads up. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You're in there. And then... Oh, I I need to go, like, get, like, I have a I like, I got to go finish cooking something. Go ahead and us in and, like, I don't need to be there to hit the yes button. Like, just let people get up. You don't have to be sitting at your computer, especially for some stuff that might take a while. And you don't know when it's going to, like, the instance will pop. You know, it's like waiting in a long line. Like, hey, I'll I'll stand here now for a while. You guys go get some food. Come back. Relieve me. It's, like, just, you know, a courtesy system. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Just be nice.
2: Okay. Oh, I thought of a situation where my thing applies to other people. The PlayStation Plus games,
0: right? When you re- when you, you get like the, yeah, those, you, you get you the, yeah, the receipt that is for your zero wrong. dollar game. Yeah, you're
3: right.
2: Yeah, and every time I'll like psych myself out because I'll I'll redeem a code or I'll get one of those PlayStation Plus games and I look over and like, oh, I got an email. Oh yeah, just, mm-hmm. It's
0: just the receipt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Uh, mine's kind of weird. I guess I was just thinking about this like. So we have gotten Castlevania collections. They have come out. We have yeah. gotten like the original ones. We got the Game Boy Advance ones. It's taken too damn long though for the rest <sighs> of them. I'm oh, sick of wait.
2: N64, PS2, N64,
0: PS2. Uh, the the DS games might be a little more tricky, but figure that out. It's just like keep them coming. I hope it does not stop. You know, yeah, we haven't DS heard games anything. Could be tricky. We have not heard anything for a while. Like we got the Metal Gear collection, which is coming. It's great. Part one or whatever. Hopefully yeah. that's good. But, like, you got to finish the rest of Castlevania, you know? You got a lot of games still to go. So, hopefully, those get the treatment, I guess. Light sorted out, but please get on that. Don't forget about that, please. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't forget it. All right, this one is from Next Gen Hef. Now, remember, if you want to send in a question or a comment, whatever topic, anything like that, head on over to patreon.com slash Allies, $5 and up, send in questions to this show and uh, the Easy Allies podcast, some other stuff, so please... Head on over there. Check it out. Uh, this is from Next Gen Hef. So this was a sequel to a sort out they submitted last year. So we got part two, I guess, now. Okay. okay. Nice. Okay. Last year's Madden had a lot of technical issues. In late December, the servers went down for an extended period of time. Ooh. When they came back up, many people's franchise mode saves were corrupted. Oh, I remember this. Yes. EA eventually admitted around 60% were not recoverable. As an apology, they sent an email to all, to all the affected users offering free access to the Madden 24 beta and 50% off the price of Madden 24. Wow. Fast forward to June. It's time to start pre-ordering Madden 24. The only way to access the 50% off discount is to load up either Madden 23 or the 24 beta and buy it through the main menu. However... Whoa. Doing that only allows you to pre-order the deluxe edition, a $100, rather than the standard $70. uh, The deal also uh, expires on the game's release day, so you can't wait for reviews to see if the game is as broken as last year. The original 50% discount offer made no mention of it, only applying to pre-orders or to the deluxe edition. EA got some slightly positive PR when they announced the 50% off deal, then changed the terms to favor themselves. EA has yet to communicate uh, any of this officially. I had to contact several different customer support agents before one could finally confirm the discount only applies to pre-orders for the deluxe edition. There are still dozens of people posting on the EA Help message board asking about this, never receiving an answer. Wow. I don't think sort it out is a strong enough uh, combination for EA. Get your shit together, EA. Man, that is super funny. <laughs> that's, that's Getting EA. that 50% like, yeah, we totally deleted all your stuff. Whoops, here's 50% off the next game. But you can only do it for the the deluxe edition and only up until the game comes out. You can't wait to see if the game's good or not. You just got <laughs> to... Man, that's rough. Damn. Sports games are so fascinating. I feel like sports games are insane with microtransactions and like no one, everyone just kind of accepts it. And it's just, it is what it is. Like, whatever. All right. those like special leagues that people buy stuff for. Right. It's like You do that every year. It's insane, man. But people just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, but they got those the athlete. I like on the cover. fans. So, yeah. They want to support their franchises. Man. Man. I mean, it's working clearly. Somebody's doing it. Man. People don't care. Yeah. So it's working for them, but it's just insane to me. Wow. All right. This is from Sean Calligan. Uh, this was their second sorted out submission. Hold on, let me just delete something right here. Okay. Uh, they said this one is targeted mostly at gamers. Okay. So listen up, fellow gamers. Okay. More specifically, those who use Metacritic. <laughs> Try to be objective with your scores. Oh right, right. In ninety percent right. of scores, it's either a ten or a zero. So they're talking about user scores. Right. Uh. There seems to be no middle ground. Scrolling scrolling through recent Baldur's Gate user reviews, everything is a 10, even if they have nitpicks or else it's a 0 if there's something they disagree with. This leads to completely useless, unreliable user scores that are completely skewed one way or another. Most people seem to feel we need to be in the camp. Oh, most people seem to feel the need to be in one camp or the other. It's okay to give a game a 5, 6, 7 or 8. We give reviewers of gaming outlets abuse for always giving a 10 or too high a score, or panning a game, yet. Here we are doing exactly the same thing with criticism. Uh, same thing when we criticize them for it. Sort it out, people. So, yeah, I have seen some user scores in the past, definitely, where I look at them and it's like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 0, 0, 0, 1, 2. They are right. There is no middle ground off a lot in this, but I don't know. It's just like when you get people... The option just to give scores with something like they're just gonna do what they want. Yeah, yeah I mean. So. Uh,
2: plus, I feel like modern corporate culture survey addiction. Yeah, has like skewed this as well because because it's like if you if you want to give somebody like an Uber driver or a barista or whatever like a fair score, like if you're just like, oh yeah, that, that was fine. Like, there's nothing amazing about it. It's fine. Like. But if you give them like a three or a four, like that's bad for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Even though they didn't do anything wrong, they just weren't like, I don't know. They didn't like. They didn't like. Yeah. They weren't the highlight of your day or anything. Yeah. It's fine. But it's like no. It's like like unless somebody did something specifically wrong, you're expected to give five stars. And it's just like and then yeah, kind of it is down weird. To but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's super annoying. I hate that.
2: Yeah. It's just like... Because it feels like you can't give an honest answer. Yeah, you can't give an honest answer. Because you're going to, like, screw up this person's job or whatever. Yeah. Because their overall rating's going low, even though they're doing a great job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because then you're left with a sea of people that are five stars or, like, lower. Right. people see three stars or three and a half. No, I've seen people
2: that, like, you know, like, they'll start avoiding somebody that's, like, 4.5 or something. And it's it's like, It's insane, Yeah.
0: It's insane. Ratings, dude. Ratings on humans is so nuts. <laughs> yeah. Holy jeez, dude. And it's like and
2: some of that stuff is so weirdly subjective too. Like say like you get like an Uber driver who's like a really good conversationalist. Mm-hmm. Right? One day of the week, that might be great. Yeah. Another day of the week, I do not want to hear Yeah, I don't want to talk, talk to anyone. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Like, it's... is that a strength? Like, should they be doing that all the time? Yeah. I, I can't tell. Like, do you, like, you know, you have to read the room a In little blood, bit? But it's yeah. like,
0: you know, some people, like, just customer service, like, some of the people are just insane that are giving the reviews. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like, what they are giving, they are the problem with a lot of stuff. Well, that's what, yeah, that was kind of what we were saying. Yeah, I'm just it's like, like, it's insane. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, dude. Yeah. Everything's gonna have s- ratings for everything now, like humans, everything. Well and and part Dogs. Of it
2: too is just like the whole, you know, the review bombing mentality, right? Yes. Like, you're not giving a score because it has anything to do with what you think the quality of this product is. You just want the overall score to go up or down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Insane. People are giving Bowler's Gate three a zero? Right. What? Right. How's that even possible? The only thing I would give is zero. I think is if I put it in my thing and it blew up my console or something, <laughs> right? Or just like doesn't even turn on or start, launch yeah, or anything. Right, it's right. like what?
2: But then it's like, like you wouldn't even necessarily give it a zero because it's like this is just a defect, right? Like yeah, is that, there's no way that like that every time of 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 a game the, just the, simply the design doesn't work. of the game is not yeah. to launch or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Whatever number scales, people got <laughs> different interpretations of all of them. It's crazy. All right. Exact opposite. Keep it up, baby. What are we pleased with in the gaming industry? Who's doing a good job? Who's doing good? Who's making you pumped? (laughs) Think about it for a second. Just think about it. Take your time. Scratch your beard. I mean, this just kind
2: of flows a little bit into what I'm talking about anyway. But it's just like, hey, you got some short games. Like me yeah, short games. sure, yeah. Something wrong with that. year full of gigantic breaks.
0: Yeah. Of high-quality,
2: yeah. 100-hour game after 100-hour game. mm mm-hmm. uh, It's nice to be able to, like, yeah, I'm just, just going to knock out a couple yeah. of games before Frame Trap. I'm like,
0: cool. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's great when there's short games. I love long games, too. Do not get me wrong, but it's just nice to have the, the options out there. Yeah,
2: well, Definitely. and I think, I think, too, like, this year in particular, it's been nice to, like, sort of, like, Sandwich those things in between. It's like I'm still playing my long game, mm-hmm. but you know, tonight to take a little little break, do something different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't have to worry about like investing and remembering all of this lore and everything for weeks at a time or whatever. It's like nope, I've got my big thing over here, and there's a
1: couple of quick ones. Mm-hmm. Um, since we didn't get to cover it, uh, keep it up to uh, uh, Evo and the game game company's involvement in Evo for making this past Evo such a you know. Success, yeah. Um, and obviously, like the tournament organizers, you know, putting so much work into that, but having those companies like officially be involved, you know, being so supportive of it, I think helps mm-hmm. it get to the get help to get to the level to where it is now. And big comeback, you know, first mm-hmm. like you know, big in person EVO, you know yeah. After you know being hit by the pandemic and having to try and adapt to that and. Yeah, just seeing like Street Fighter Six, you know, you know, keep it up, Capcom. Really like exciting. you did a really good top job six. with that. Um, seeing a person using modern controls in top six, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's legit. I mean, keep it up to everyone else. Like Arc System works, you know, with Guilty Gear Strive. Mm-hmm. Um, And maybe uh, if they made another Versus game, you know, but thank you for allowing Marvel vs. Capcom to come back Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a tournament. That was, you know, kind of nice. I mean, obviously, you know, Bandai Namco with Tekken. Was was,
0: uh, Soul Calibur there also? No, Soul Calibur wasn't
1: officially, like, it might have been side a side tournament, tournament or something. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, like NetherRealm Studios for you know Mortal Kombat being there, even uh, Riot showing up and having Project, Project L. L playable yeah. there. So that's its yeah. name still, right? Is right. that going to be the
0: official the, name? Or I have no idea. They've been calling that game that for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there you go. Like I mean, and anyone else I'm forgetting company wise, like you know S
0: Yeah, showing off. Some stuff. They showed off Fa the, uh, the Fatal Yes, games. yes, yeah. yes, yes.
1: Um and I forget what I'm forgetting one tournament already. Uh King of Fighters. Yeah. Oh, a, right. Yeah. King, King of Fighters. King. That was it. Yeah. Their tournament. So yeah. I mean, good mm-hmm. stuff. And uh hopefully, you know, you, next year's is just as big or bigger. Yeah. And uh you're lost Nintendo for uh pulling Smash yeah. out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Do
0: you think um so we know Sony owns Evo. Do you think a lot of its success has been, I guess, this recent one has just been being able to have the financial security of Sony backing it?
1: I mean, I'm sure that's helped immensely. Mm. I mean, Capcom throwing more money. Like, like I knew Evo was big
0: before, no question about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it helps a lot. Yeah. Just the stability of it. it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's crazy. They don't need
1: to
2: go hog wild, but they don't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) stitching things together or anything.
1: Yeah. They had, like... Person who was delivering an official message a proclamation from the governor of Nevada. Yeah, they gave the like end. the keys to the, yeah, the key, city. Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it was like yeah, the mayor was there yeah, too. He was, was like, insane, here's dude. like the keys for the city. It's good for one night. One night, dude. <laughs> like, stay out of jail. Yeah, for stay one out of jail night. for one night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, they like declared it like official Evo Day, but which is funny because they announced like Evo's coming back to just moving to July next year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: ah. Yeah, so a uh, to be during yeah. day. That I, is too yeah, funny. but keep it up, man. man was, Evo is hype. Nintendo's got to get Smash back in there somehow. Come on, Nintendo. I mean, they got that Panda deal, so. Oh, yeah. To
1: that tournament, so. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's where <laughs> Smash is, I mean. Yeah,
0: but then they have a whole big scandal about that? all all that Panda stuff. There's so much stuff that I, like, I can't. I can't remember I can't it re- all.
1: I
2: can't recall it. You know, it's, like, it's too much. It's got a stink on
0: it, though, from what I recall. I could be totally wrong, but that's the impression I have on it. Uh, mine's very general. It's just like with see of Stars coming up, I'm just like, yo, keep it up old school, like RPGs like that, dude. It's mm-hmm. just, I love those kind of games, and it's great to see them still coming out every once in a while. I appreciate that. Just like beat 'em ups. Yeah. Keeping it alive.
2: Yeah. Really curious how that all comes together.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it'll be great. I haven't played the demo or anything like that. I'm going in. Yeah. I've played blind. the first demo,
2: but there's a new one out. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Oh. All right. This is from Son of Sparta. Keep it up. Video game companies keep up releasing old games on modern platforms. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I'm playing Final Fantasy IX for the first time on PS5, and I'm absolutely loving it, or loving my time with it. I started the series with 13.2, and I've only played OG7 from the old FF remasters, so I have a lot of FF goodness to catch catch up with, and thankfully, almost all the mainline ones are available on modern platforms. So keep it up Square and other publishers. Keep giving me access to older games on modern platforms. Yes, I absolutely do love that. Hopefully, that will continue as yeah. we go on. Yeah, Especially they, when you let me buy them, I really like yeah, that.
2: That Mana Collection we went through—that was great. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was cool because like that was the first time we ever got to play that game. So it was awesome. It was a cool game too. Yeah, yeah. So for PlayStation, only thirteen and eleven aren't available. Correct. That I'm thinking off oh, the top of my PS4? head. The play, yeah, thirteen. Income so.
1: forward, eleven. Didn't come forward.
0: I don't ever expect eleven, but it'd be great if thirteen came out on that. Because You can play it on Xbox, which is nice, and PC obviously. But if you can play all pretty much every phone, uh, I so mean it'd on PS5, great.
1: you mean or P- four or five? Well, sixteen's not playable. Oh, on PS4. sorry. Okay, the then yeah.
0: yeah, you're right. Totally forgot about it. Yeah. So hopefully, get the thirteen games on there eventually. Hopefully, you know, I got yeah. some problems with those games, but I would like to have them on there. All right, it's time for some shout-outs. We give shout-outs every episode to some of our most generous patron supporters on the Platinum Producer tier. We thank you, as always. This episode, we got Jabba Wobbs, El and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout-out. Thank shout you for, out. thank you very much for supporting us. Okay, Bloodworth, Stray Gods. Yeah. I feel like we've been here about, the, or I've yeah. heard about this game for a while. Musical game. Yeah. A lot of talent in this game. You've played it talks about it. yeah
2: it it's it's interesting because it's like it's a game that's simultaneously like not in my wheelhouse and in my wheelhouse and di- different aspects of it because it's like generally you know i I've not really been a big musical guy you know like i I tend to like find music musicals in general kind of cheesy you know it's <laughs> just like just my impression <laughs> of them like uh-huh. and so it's hard for me to like look at something and it's like okay is this Cheesy, or do I just not like musicals? I can't tell. Right, <laughs> like, that's fair. And, and then, uh, and then same thing, I'm like usually not into like g- Greek god stuff that much, you know. There's been a lot more of it over the past two years, so I've warmed up to it more over time. God of War. Did you like the old God of War games? Uh, no, I didn't care for oh, the okay. old God of War games at <laughs> all. all. Right. I didn't get into it until uh, the 2018 game. Oh, okay. Uh, but like Hades pulled me in a little bit mm, more. And there's other games, sure. you know, like that have been doing that type of thing. So Titan I, Quest. Uh, never played that. That's no, like, oh, Seagulls coming the, out. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 saw so that.
0: I think Hubris was um,
2: But at the same time, I always like really love interactive stories. I really love interactive music, and like the way I even found out about this game was a couple of months ago. They invited me to this concert mm-hmm. um, that uh, they were doing with in Austin. Whenever was there, and this, the cast was there playing the songs and even like playing like different versions of the same song based on different choices you could make. And so I was like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of intrigued to check this out." Uh, And and in a weird way, like even like halfway through the game, I could not figure out whether I like it or not. (laughs) Um, That's funny. But uh, the premise of it, if you're not familiar with this game at all, which I I don't blame you, because it's a small little indie game that uh, Humble Games is uh, publishing. Intense time. Yeah, just a
0: lot of buzz going on right now.
2: But it is um, a role-playing musical perfect description perfect subtitle for it because um it is essentially a narrative adventure the visuals are comic book style there's not even really a lot of animation it's just like the characters are moving here or there or like a facial expression will change at a moment but it's not like there's lip sync attempted or anything like that um and um and then the the idea is is that the Greek gods were all real uh and they've just been in hiding For a long time and this girl that you play as grace she has an encounter where like after an audition she starts or after she's been like auditioning for band members or whatever she's just wrapping up and closing up the place and she's singing to herself and calliope the last muse comes in and starts singing with her and she meets she kind of gets introduced to her um and then like sorry
0: that's just a funny situation to me yeah just sing to yourself, and someone just starts coming in out of nowhere. Some stranger's yeah, singing like, with you. Yeah, and like, are you here for the audition? Like, yeah. they're, they're,
2: <laughs> what's interesting <laughs> is, like, a lot of the things that you feel are kind of awkward, like, they they do address. They do, like, is this kind of weird that we're singing right now? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but uh, but then the next night, all of a sudden, Calliope, like, shows up at Grace's apartment, and she's just, like, stabbed in the gut, and oh! she's dying. And... Her idol on, like her spirit, essentially passes from her into grace, and so grace essentially becomes the next muse. Whoa! Uh, but immediately the other gods pop up and like take you to like their like high-rise apartment. And is
0: it Mount Olympus, but an apartment?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the uh, the chorus, who is like made up of like four of of, of the Greek gods. Uh, they've like they've determined that you have to die, because you know you're the you're the prime suspect, suspect or whatever. Yeah, and this. so you're, but you you kind of talk them out of it or whatever. And you, your whole goal now is you have like a week to investigate and prove your innocence. Okay. So it's this interesting balance of okay, you have these musical sections, but there's a lot there's actually a lot of just regular dialogue in between. Uh, and talking with characters and getting to know characters and getting to know, like, the lore behind all of this crazy concept of them being around and, like, what they've been doing and all of that stuff, and and really getting into, like, a lot of these kind of, like, personal side of things, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you don't die for thousands of years, all this screwed up stuff happens to you, and you have to... It it, it it builds up and like the trauma builds up and like what do you do with that as right. a person um and and then also the sort of like this mystery of like okay do I trust this person how do i win this person over and like all those kind of like the the rpg negotiator skills uh play into this
0: yeah so is it just like you selected a choice or is there some like Let's say, like, let's compare it to, like, Baldur's Gate, you know, right now. Yeah. You've got, like, you yeah. so, bonuses like, for got, stuff.
2: You, you've got these, um, you've got these dialogue choices to where, like, you have things where, like, you can, you know, like, clearly, like, you can ask a bunch more questions and get more information, or you can, like, pick this choice to sort of move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you start, uh, you can also sort of, like, pick an alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's green, red, blue alignments. And so, Green is uh, you're you're kind of the the charisma, the charmer. You're trying to get along with everybody. You're trying to like kind of like bring people together, kind of thing. Red is like the aggressive. Like we're gonna get this done. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna like have my way about things or whatever. And then blue is is the kind of like witty, clever thinker kind of like uh you know it's like oh you know the if you think it through and, and you sort of win people through logic, right? Um, and so based on which of those three alignments you pick in the beginning and, and kind of like your character personality that you're going with, then there will be times in like a dialogue conversation that, um, that there will be a choice that is only available if you have that alignment. So there's, there might be a blue choice and a green choice, or there might just be a blue choice but if like say there's a green choice and you're not green then you can't pick that the songs though are are different and the songs are really cool the way that they're constructed because they are part of this whole dialogue system as well only it's all happening in song and because it's all happening in song these choices are on a timer so it's like a choice pops up you've got a bar ticking down and you've got to like read those three choices and pick what the next line of the song is gonna be. Um, and, and that's and, and the reason this all happens is because of because of her power. Because she's the muse, basically she pulls people into these songs and these kind of like imaginary environments essentially, uh, as a way of drawing things out of them and persuading them, and they and they kind of go into it's like you can't make somebody do something that you don't want to do. But you sort of draw out things that maybe they're pushing down or repressing or not thinking about types of types of things, so it's like a persuasive thing, but not like you're overriding their their will or something um, and what's really interesting about this is when you're making these choices, these choices also align to those those colors, but you're not locked out of them okay and what I have found, which I'm sure you can do like a full green or full blue or full red playthrough, but i what it would it what works more effectively is you really have this very nuanced back and forth with another character toward like you're reading how they're responding to you. And it's like, and you see it's like, okay, right now I'm going to try to be their friend. I'm going to try to be on their side, but no, right now I need to go red. I need to push you over the edge on this thing. Or like uh Persephone is a really good example of a character of, She's very hard. She's been through a lot. She literally was kidnapped by Hades and came out of all of that stuff. And so if you try to be, like, her friend, she doesn't respect that. You've got to push. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to, like, make your stand. But then I kind of, like, pulled it back a little bit and, like, okay, because we're in, like, her club. She's got a club that she's running or whatever. And... I pulled it into the blue, and I essentially pulled the crowd onto my side. And so, like, the crowd that should be rooting for her is now rooting for me. Mm, okay. you know. And, and I kind of, like, win the, the battle that way. And so, and, and what I find really fascinating, and, and when I was at the concert, like, Austin explained a lot of the nuances with the music and stuff because the game, both musically and um, narratively, it remembers a lot of these choices that you make through the course of a song and even across multiple songs sometimes. Uh, and, and so it's not just like, oh, each section of the song is like these are the... Pa-. It's like it actually kind of it's pulling in things that you sang or said earlier into a later part. So it's like, I don't know how many permutations. Like he talked like there's thousands of different ways <laughs> that this could go. Uh, and so it's really interesting uh, on that level, the songs themselves, I feel can kind of get hit or miss in terms of like, there are just times where the flow just doesn't feel like it's quite there. And I don't know necessarily if that's just like trying to like shove all this dialogue in there or if like not all of it, some you know, some of these actors clearly aren't necessarily singers all the time, you know, and I've even seen like some of them joking, uh, online about it or whatever. It was like, um... But, but then there are others that I, like, really, really dig. You know, like, the main theme song is really great. The song with Persephone is really great. But that's uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who is also, like, uh, one of the vocalists for, like, Silent Hill 2. Um, and then, yeah, this is, like, all-star cast, too. Like, Laura Bailey, um, Troy Baker, um... Uh, Ashley Johnson from Last of Us, like just all it's like it's like a big old reunion. Rahul Coley's in there. <laughs> yeah, I sent you that photo of the Minotaur yeah. He's like this guy looks like Ben Starr, and then I was like, oh, it's Rahul Coley. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure. That, that would be funny him. if he was in it. Uh, but they play a lot around with expectations, and and so it's it's yeah, it's it does such a good job with these characters and with the way that the narrative flows because. Even though I can see constantly, like, how I could have not won this person over or not won that person over, or I could have chosen a completely different direction, like, I know that those options are there, but it's still, again, like any good RPG, like, it feels like my story. Right. It feels like a cohesive thing. It doesn't feel like just a bunch of weird options I blended together.
0: So my question with that is, since this game is all about choices and all that kind of stuff, Yeah. Is there like one ending that you will get to no matter what? I don't think so. Okay. I really don't.
2: Like, I even had like a romance option that like an achievement popped up for getting that romance okay. by the end of the game. And so, like, I I'm, think there's at least two other people that you could have romanced. And like, I don't really know how that would have played into how that last scene worked yeah. at all because I guess because the person that like I was with was very much on my side. And there's even a part like in the final trial where like, you kind of have like, you know, your rogues gallery of people that you've interacted with before, and like, mm-hmm. this person's going to back me up because I did this for them, and this person's going to back me up because I won them over or whatever. Okay. But it's like, it's clear that some of those people might not even make it <laughs> into mm-hmm. the game.
0: Sure. So, I uh, guess with yeah. some of these choices too, were they a lot of them kind of like you really pausing to think about what to choose? or were you kind of just like, but yeah, that's the yeah, thing, yeah. you have
2: to do it in the moment.
0: I know that, songs. but I'm yeah. like. You have a certain amount of time to choose, though, right? So, but, like... You have, You're making choices. 10, 15 seconds? You're making choices, but I'm thinking, like, these choices you're making, are you definitely doubting yourself of what you pick often? Or are you always, like, very confident in being like, yes, this one, obviously. Yes, this one. One of the ones,
2: one that I really liked was um, when you go with Persephone uh, to... There's this part where you go to Hades, and that's a really great sequence um, and a cool song. Uh, And... You there was basically was like there are parts where like you're choosing to side with this person over that person or try to tell them both to shut up and I'm like I'm like I kind of don't I was like trying to figure out I was like I kind of don't want to pick a side but like am I going to screw this up by not picking a side you know and so it's like yeah that's where I was like mostly doubting myself is when they really like want you to like align yourself with a character and you don't know
0: Mm -hmm. um. So I guess you said you. I guess your biggest gripe with the game was just like the songs itself, kind of sometimes. Sometimes there, yeah. Sometimes there
2: are parts where, like, yeah, it just it sort of almost feels like sing talking, or like the or like the words don't necessarily really fit into the mm-hmm. music in a good flow kind of way, or or just seems a little bit off in a in like a way that like I can't entirely express. Uh, there also be times, but because those different alignments sound so differently. When you co- Sometimes when you jump between them, it's like, oh, I really like the way the song sounded. But now I, I kind of went to something completely different. And now we've gone from like a rock vibe to like a jazzy vibe. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> to,
2: oh, I want to hear the rest of it. that. And I, I'm, t- you know, I'm glad they put out the soundtracks um, for all of these different options, too. So you can just listen through them as like a single cohesive song. Um, and then there's just like... There's just, you know, it is an indie game right. with a very small team. And mm-hmm. so there are some weird little things that happen here okay. and there. So, like, there is one location uh, when you're when that place where you're outside of this place and you're talking to the Minotaur. And for whatever reason, anytime we were in that location, the game just bogged down. Oh. Like crazy.
3: Hmm. And it's
2: really strange because I'm just looking at 2D art. But, like, when, the, like, like fade-ins and fade-outs would happen, like, it was really stuttery. It was really slow to respond to, like, where I was moving the controller. And this never happened during a song. It was only during, like, just regular dialogue mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and even, like, an achievement popped up, and the achievement... Was, like, slow motion. I'm like, what
3: is <laughs> happening
2: right now? It's a memory leak. Um, yeah, it, that's that kind of thing. It makes me think maybe it is a kind of memory leak sort of thing. There, is also, uh, there are also times where I would see, like, character models sort of, like, start to, like, become transparent for a bit for no particular reason. Whoa. Uh, okay. And uh, maybe the, like, most obvious weird thing that happened and I can understand with a game like this, it's got like a hundred different branches of scenes that stitch together in various ways. Um, but I had uh, a, a character had come with me to this location. And then afterwards, I had a conversation with them outside in the alley. And the next scene was almost the exact same conversation, but in their home. They're a little home, so it was like two versions of the same scene. But for some reason, I got both versions back to back. So okay, so it's like, and, and it's interesting because it's like you know all of these different scenes exists, and I've just never seen like that that error pop up. It was like, oh, actually, you played both versions <laughs> of that scene. Uh-huh. So, uh, but overall, like by the time I got to the end of it, it's like okay, you know what, I I, I think I really did. Like what I got here. Okay. And, but perhaps not so much because it's a musical, but because I just kind of like this sort of narrative design. And I think they did a really, really good job with with that aspect of it and with the mystery of it all and, and will, getting to know these characters.
0: Will Huber like this game?
2: I think he might. Okay. I think he might. Uh, I will say the other thing that I think may be one of the hindrances to this and, and trying to pull off. Uh, this musical thing and it hit me like sort of towards the end of the game and because and, one of the dilemmas I was having before was it's like okay I'd been to the concert and I really liked the concert and then when I would watch the trailers I was like I'm that, like I'm not into this it's a trailer I'm like why why is there this disconnect even some of the same songs and I think what it what it, what hit me is because you're dealing with these static comic book images You're just losing so much of that performance, the body language, the facial expression. You know, like musicals, people use their hands a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think that is sort
0: of part of it. Got it.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I think it's it. Yeah, I think it's really well done, and there's a lot that had to make it happen, especially for an indie dev.
0: Yeah, Uh, Garrett Holfish wrote in as a fan of musicals. I was disappointed by the music I've heard in the trailers and previews Mm -hmm. for Stray Gods. Do you feel the music gets better, or if that the music doesn't or didn't click with me, should I just accept this isn't my kind of musical?
2: I would, yeah, I think I sort of answered that, but I would say that don't just base it off of what's in the trailers. I think there are definitely better hooks and, and songs that are in there. Um, and yeah, there are some of those little rough patches in there, but I think overall, <clears throat> I think it's enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Damiani, yo, you've been playing the Legend yes. of Zelda Oracle of Se- Zelda Oracle of Seasons. So yes, I played, nice. I played a little bit of Ages recently. I did like two or three temples or dungeons like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. talk to me about it.
1: Yeah, uh, Nintendo dropped these recently on uh, Game Boy Service for Nintendo Switch Online. Um, I don't trying to remember the last time I played either of these. It's been a while, like. I'm going to say, like, it might have been close to like 10 years since I've touched these games. Um, But I haven't jumped into ages yet. I've only jumped into seasons. For some reason, I always picked seasons first to play through. Yeah,
2: that's in my head, too. People were
0: saying to me that uh, seasons is more like combat kind of focused, but while. Or, or ages is more puzzle kind of focused, so maybe it's easier I know to puzzle in that.
2: I know ages is definitely the harder of the two in terms of puzzles. Yeah, you can get stuck really easy in ages.
1: I will, yeah, I need to replay just to, before I can like definitively say that. Um, I do remember at one point, I thought that one of them was like there was an argument to me that one was canonically technically first before the other one it has something to do with the pirates, the skeleton pirates, and their ship sailing. Like they make a reference to it. In Seasons, they, they, they talk about that dialogue, so it makes me... At one point, I used to believe that ages had to actually come first, and then Seasons was technically after, but, I mean, they're meant to be played either way. Yeah. And they do have that, like, password system where you can unlock secrets, as they call them, which is, like, <laughs> to connect the games together, uh, ultimately leading to a, uh, a bonus kind of, like, ending section that you can do if you do both of them linked together. But Seasons... Um, game where uh very much in the style of it's like lynx awakening but evolved um it visually yeah is like Link's awakening with a little bit more you know like visual flair going on they do something more complex stuff visually uh it's also technically like four maps in one because of the seasons it changes uh every single screen will change depending on what season it is and obviously of the four seasons for example like in spring Things will be like more, there'll be more flowers. Um, there'll be like, you know, or su- sorry, summer is like a good one because, like, not only will it be like f- things will be alive with like flowers, but like vines will grow up walls and so I can right. climb them. Whereas in winter, some trees will like, you know, kind of like shrink up and shrivel and die and might create a path now that previously, previously wasn't there. Obviously, like, lakes will be partially iced over. There'll be like snow patches. You have to use the shovel to dig up. Whereas fall will cover some holes with leaves, like they had to take a lot into account. So it's deceptively more complex than Link's Awakening because you might not fully appreciate it first. So that's something I'm definitely picking up even more now. That I'm like, yeah, there's a lot more going under on under the hood here than I previously gave it credit for in yeah. terms of that. For yeah, I, I think
2: um, you know Majora's Mask is a good comparison to where it's like, oh yeah, this game like uses a lot of assets and stuff from the previous game, but the systems are entirely different, yeah?
1: Yeah. Um, definitely. Even, like, uh, in terms of, like, menu interface, things are more complicated. You have multiple menu screens that you can cycle through. Like, you got the ring system in this game. forgot about right. that. Like, you appraise yeah. the rings, and you can uh, equip one initially, and you can qu- equip up to... You can have three slotted. You can only equip one at a time, but, like, you can like, it makes it easier. A um, little cumbersome by today's standards. Like, the amount of, like, navigation Menus. and, like, hoops you have to jump through to, to do like stuff. Link's
0: Awakening was, like, too yeah. Hard.
1: This is this is amplified more than that. This mm-hmm. is worse than OG Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. So if they were ever to do a port or enhanced remaster of Remake. this, whatever you want to call, um, that's something they could take into consideration. <clears throat> to streamlining right. a lot of that uh, would be nice. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, to talk about the actual game itself, um, yeah, it is definitely one of the harder Zeldas. I was like, oh, like combat wise, like, like yeah, the bosses, all of, like the mini bosses, bosses, like they don't always do like the item you got in the dungeon is what you use against mm. the boss. I was like, oh, yeah, like you kind of have to like cycle through stuff and not o- it doesn't always seem apparent contextually what you should do. Um, and some of them just, like, their attack patterns are just very aggressive, so it's like, dude, like, just even avoiding damage is, like, there's this, like, spinning tiger one enemy boss thing that you have to hit its tail, and then it, like, starts spinning in a circle. Sometimes it'll just, like, charge at you. Sometimes it'll do, like, these, like, curved attacks that, like, keep, like, targeting you, and they're, like, really annoying to dodge. Um, they also play in Expectations, because remember, these games were originally supposed to be, um... Kind of like a, a redos of the original NES Zelda games. Mm. And you can see, in see, you can see in both games, but in seasons, you do see like a bit of the DNA of Zelda 1 in there. Um, a lot of the Zelda 1 bosses make it in there. For example, there is Dodongo. And it's like, oh, I throw bombs into his mouth. And like, I threw three into his mouth. I'm like, is he taking damage? And then like, there's a giant spike pattern in the middle of the floor. I'm like, oh yeah I like walked up to him used the power gloves you pick you have to hurl him on I'm like oh my like so they play against your expectations like when did I ever have to do that like Gleok Two-headed the two-headed form. It's like, oh, I just kill a head and then like kill the other head. and It's like that didn't work. The heads keep respawning. I'm like, oh, you have to kill them simultaneously. Oh, and then he has like a, a like an undead version that like just shows up. I'm like, oh, okay. And like they do a lot of damage. Like you can't just be haphazard with a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, so they they like it's definitely not a cakewalk. Um, the it's easier to die in this one, and I think it. Uh, doesn't quite follow the same logic pattern that I think a lot of previous Zelda games did, and that's apparent because this is flagship. This was like their first effort at making Zelda games, so it is a different style of Zelda. While it's f- like familiar in some ways, it's a little bit different.
0: Right. Well, they had to make two Zeldas. <laughs> two Yo, games. For yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: That, that that's a thing. But like, I mean, it's a different approach to. I think it's both dungeon design. And 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 uh, boss design—it's a de- little bit of a departure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd probably say like up to that point, maybe people thought like Zelda games were like on the like the easier side. Sure. But like seasons, at least I have—I I need to replay ages. But I'm assuming it has similarities. Yeah, it's definitely easier to like just get caught. Like you can't be as careless mm. um, as you could before. Um, dungeon wise, I'm not—I don't really like these dungeons. I'll okay. say that. Mm. Um, I. It I felt like the dungeons and links like in Links Awakening because it's the most analogous to this. Like a link to the past, dungeons are a slightly different style than this. They're not as complex as some of the stuff they do in Links Awakening. And I get people already complain about like newcomers who came to Links Awakening twenty nineteen. Like how do you solve some of these puzzles? Mm-hmm. Like there are enough contextual clues. I think this one goes even further in the in that direction where it's like w- what they included a bunch of those owls that you can like get clues from. And, like, in Link's Awakening, uh, I mean, I'd played it to death, but, like, I, so that's probably a factor of why I didn't need to really rely on them. But I was constantly using them in this. I'm like, oh, yeah, give me the damn – I need a hint. Like, what's going on here? Um, and it's not just, like, the dungeons. Like, some dungeons, it's, like, there'll be something, like, it's, like, easy to miss because there's a lot of backtracking. These dungeons have so much backtracking. It's actually quite annoying. Um like I just did I just finished the Sword and Shield dungeon, which is the eighth dungeon. Um that design. I mean, they want to make it look like a sword and shield, but like that one is like just horrible <laughs> design. Like I not I was like, This one stinks. Um and not just that, but like the what you the when you get the seventh essence it's just like yo cool we're not giving any clues somewhere in the world is a dungeon and like go find it out on your own i'm like okay i mean sure like how many spots have i not explored yet and i was like oh it's underground in it's in it's in subrogia i was like oh i forgot to explain this there's an overworld in this game with four seasons you can change you jump onto these stumps these tree stumps when you get the rod of seasons uh uh, you can power it up with the, the the ability to change seasons, but only one at a time. So initially, you start with just one. And as you press through the game and you go back to the Temple of Seasons, you unlock new paths to get the remaining three essences. So that's how you work on the Overworld. Then there are these portals to an Underworld called Sabrosia, and there's stuff you can do down there. But like it's different. Like rupees don't work down there. You need like ore chunks to buy stuff. It's just like a nice little like yeah, extra sure. thing. Um, cool. Like nice to explore. Not that big. But yeah, that's where the eighth dungeon was, and I'm like, oh, there's a there's a there's a portal over there, and I was like, I in the overall I I'm, I'm pretty sure I need to be here because these are the last three grayed out screens, but I can't get there, and then it was like, oh, there was a volcano that I went to underground with a dude throwing items into it, and I was like, oh, he's trying to make it ex- like he's like, uh, I was like, uh, uh, what do I do here? And like I literally searched all of, like I went to every square on the overall map, and I'm like. Uh, what do you do here and I'm like all right well I guess like he's tossing stuff in I guess I'll start tossing stuff in it's like eventually you throw a bomb in it causes the volcano to erupt I'm like that was a little I was like hey, I don't and then, like I was like <laughs> that one like that's that was a bit of a stretch I get it but like nah and you know what I see I, I see some of that DNA carry over into the, some of their future Fujibayashi games with their puzzles I'm like eh. I feel like the in-house Nintendo ones have like a nicer logic to their puzzles. That's like easier to discern, but yeah, um, it has a lot of charm to it. I mean, the overworld is definitely more varied than Link's awakening. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, you have like that, like, uh, the, you have like a, a, a like a water village, <laughs> at one part and like you have the three animal friends you got like ricky the kangaroo who's like a boxer you gotta like do like a boxing match with like a was it Blano or whatever knock him out to get the gloves then ricky can hop around you get like the dimitri who's like a you know a dodongo thing who can like swim up like waterfalls and like wreck enemies and then you got like moosh this flying bear there's, oh, there's, right, like, right. hover over gaps. and stuff And, like, it's random. I don't know how you determine it, but, like, you can get one of those three animal friends to be, like, your permanent animal friend. That you get a, a flute to summon them, or, like, a horn, I guess, to summon them. And I got moosh. And I was like, oh, sick. I, I'm pretty sure it's random. I, I need to maybe double check that. But I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool that, like, you have, like, a random animal friend you call and, like, you, you get them back at a few points. There's definitely, like more things to fall like i didn't even like i still haven't figured out how to start the trading quest i was like oh yeah oh. There, there's a trading quest in here i like that's how you get the new sword but there's other side quests you can do like in sabrosia you can find these two a red and a blue or form hard ore, and you can reforge your shield to get the level two shield so they got like the i like Love the like they that. do upgrading of uh items in this which is pretty cool so mm-hmm. like the boomerang level one normal level two you can control it it can like spin around and like curve around stuff the rock's feather, it's back. You can jump. Evolves into the rock's cape so you can, like, glide further oh, and, like, six. Yeah. yeah. so it's, like, six That's stuff like that. I think that.
0: the feather's in ages, too. Yeah,
1: the magnetic glove is pretty sick. Like, how oh, you can, like, yeah. repel stuff. That's cool. Or you can, like, pull yourself over gaps, repel yourself over gaps. Some enemies got, like, metal shielding in front of them. You could pull it off. There's, like, an orb, a metal ball you sometimes move around for puzzles or use it to kill certain enemies. So there is a lot of, like, clever stuff in there. and uh. It is definitely. It gives you a decent amount to explore as you unlock new abilities. I kind of. I do appreciate that. It feels a little less gated than Link's Awakening. Um, but it still definitely has its intended order. Um, and you do. You do need to follow some stuff like that. But because they have like the Subrosia part mixed in, it feels like you have a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. in 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 terms of exploration. Nice.
0: Uh, you said the dungeons weren't really doing it for you around mm. this. Do you think it's probably just because they made two games at once, do you think, that suffered it, all around? Maybe.
1: It could definitely be that. What,
0: probably eight for each, I assume, or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I imagine it has something to do with that, that they were kind of... I do remember, my memory serves me right, I think I liked Ages' dungeons better. Okay. Um. So uh, when I jump into Ages next, I'll like be able to remember that. Yeah, I thought they were okay when I did them recently.
0: Yeah. They're not like standouts, but yeah, they're okay. Mm. I only yeah. did a couple, though, so
1: yeah and uh i mean again they have a lot of things like they have like the seed system like the gasha uh right uh, Right. trees that you Mm -hmm. get like the the rings or you can get potions or hearts from um they have like some mini games like the subrosion dancing mini game kind of like a little rhythm thing which is kind (laughs) of nice right they're clearly doing the i just realized oh that's the kirby dance animations they're doing (laughs) i was like (laughs) oh that's where that came from
0: the animal friends remind me of Kirby's Dreamland Two because oh, you have yeah. a- animal companions in that game. Oh, okay, too. Yeah, I didn't so, pick up
1: on that one. Um, I don't
0: know. I don't know, but that's yeah. just what it reminds me of.
1: Lynels are still just as annoying in this one. <laughs> like I yeah. think this is the first one that they were doing, so I can see the history of like them making them menaces. You know, mm-hmm. they're very menacing. Um, yeah, like I mean, the rings can be pretty important too. Like one of them, like, will make it so that. You can't – tiles that will normally crumble and make you fall won't crumble. You can do risk-reward ones. I, I've been currently using the level two damage ring, which is double damage, but you also take double damage. Oh, sure, yeah. But I'm, like, loving it because, like, one Speed spin attack like just destroys stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I'd rather do that. Sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of the environment – like, the dungeon rooms are just designed to be, like, annoying, I think. <laughs> um, they're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, really? Like, this is just – like – it's like it's a different approach. I was like, I don't remember seeing anything before they made these games, and it's something I do see in that like DNA mm. going forward. Sure, yeah. Um, from that, um, yeah, good music, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the music, and yeah, it's just you know, fun revisiting this one.
0: Yeah, I always thought it was really sick that there was the four seasons in that game, like, Yeah, I always like I played ages more, I think, because that was the first one I had. But I always really thought it was cool with the seasons, like especially because there's four of them. Yeah, that's really rad.
1: Yeah, like a lot of that. Like I mean, again, like making it winter and like you have like a some like ledges at gaps. Now there's like a giant pile of snow and you can like walk across mm-hmm. it. Like they like
0: that's really there's cool. a lot of
1: good consideration put there. So I think that's one of the like the bigger appeals. Um, And then, like, figure out like how do I get to a spot? I I clearly need to know. I need to change this. So, how do I do this? And it feels rewarding when you get those new season powers. It's like, oh, now I can finally do this, and I can finally get here. Like, that's so cool. Um, But for every one of those, I think there's something like equally kind of like frustrating. There's a part in the desert where you have to carry around a a pirate head who talks, and he'll alert you. You're trying to find a lost bell to give to the captain so that they could set sail to a part of the hollow drum where this game takes place that you need to go next and he's like just I'll start like you know screaming or whatever I'll start <laughs> like moving my head when I'm when you're near it and I'm like walking everywhere and I'm like what I've walked like every inch and then I accidentally walk over sand and I, I mean i had been in this before I just forgot this like you walk over sand one of the they, some of them have uh, pitfalls that go somewhere and some are just like do damage and respawn to you one of them you get close enough it's the alarm goes off I'm like Oh, you had to like walk that close. I was like, man, that was, eh. I don't know about that. Like <laughs> that, 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 like, uh, yeah. There should have been more something a little bit more contextual there. Sure. I just think sometimes it lacks a little bit of context and where where there's this familiarity with some of the, the older ones I played to death. That I can like I don't deal with that anymore. But this one I haven't played as much, so not having that in like the memory of how to like completely beat this game again and going back, it's like it's almost like a new game to me. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this isn't very well explained. I can see how some people get frustrated with this for sure. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. I played a little bit of one of them on a stream a while back, but I didn't finish. Um, but before that, like the only time I played was like when they first came out. Uh, when I Sorry. got a when I got a GBA and they came out on Game Boy Color,
0: yeah, I remember the commercials for this game. Too. Oh, they were sick. The yeah, CG, CG ones. Link, yeah.
1: yeah, they were epic.
2: Because this stole. was
0: post Ocarina time, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, it
1: About Three years later, yeah. This was, wow, uh, was this was two thousand one. Oh yeah. wow, is that late? Wow. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. The, I haven't found a way to access the GBA room though, so oh, okay. I'm hoping they. There's some way, like a password, or maybe they had to do that, because that's a bummer if you can't. I mean, it's... Did you see some of the stuff people were posting about, like, these
2: Super Game Boy things that stuff was hidden in there? Like, actual, like, Super Nintendo versions of stuff in the Game Boy cartridge? That's insane. uh, Like, you know, like, two-player, multiplayer, and stuff like that. It's, like, only available if you play it on a Super Game Boy.
0: Super Game Boy is so awesome. Yeah. God, that was great.
1: The this game also does the seeds because these uh they were these games were originally called mystical seed or whatever it was like one other thing like uh there's like a fire one to burn bushes mm-hmm. right. um there's a scent one which I didn't use at all which attracts monsters mm-hmm. I haven't used that at all then there's a like uh, equivalent of like the Pegasus shoes boots there's like a speed one that makes you run faster um there's one that warps you. So you use it, just whirlwind warps you, and any tree that right. gives you the seeds, you can warp to those that you've seen. And then the last one's a mystery seed, which on uh, the mystery owl statues will come to life and give you a tip, but there's other objects in the game that they will react mm. to. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just something I forgot about that they, they added in there. Mm-hmm. I think they were throwing a lot into this game, and maybe... I would say, like, maybe less would have been more in some parts. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Brad, that maybe because they had to develop two games simultaneously, there's a little bit yeah, of uh, Some of the quality could suffer of, Yeah, for some dungeons. of it suffers. Like, I think taking the best of both games and combining into one probably would have been a stronger thing. And honestly, that's... I mean, Minish Cap was, like, their next, like... Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Four swords, but Minish Cap was the next real, like, yeah, yeah, mainline. Yeah. So... Thing that- player game.
0: capcom were they the main developer on this game so flagship yeah, flagship was there and it was yeah
1: and Zelda, the zelda team just supervised okay yeah the cool. development it's
0: pretty interesting that like capcom worked on a zelda game
1: yeah it was part of that like uh, their partnership during that time that and the gamecube of yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the capcom 5 yeah. and stuff like that and the precursor to platinum games yeah the then they all were over there doing their stuff.
0: Yeah, it would like, be interesting to see a different team work on Zelda. Kind of, like a new one, I guess, kind of like how they do with yeah. this. Well,
1: I mean, I mean, technically like Grezzo has yeah, kind of like just remade in. one though. Yeah, you know what I mean? It would be nice to give them like, like an a brand a, new a, game. original one mm-hmm. to yeah. try their hand at. But I mean, you're kind of seeing that because like Fujibayashi, I mean, Skyward Sword was a game helmed by him. They tried to do something different, but like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom's Unique direction is Mm -hmm. like traces back to this team starting on Oracle Sages, Oracle Ages, and Oracle Seasons.
0: But I'm talking like a completely different company, though, like a modern day making a game, like a Zelda game.
1: Yeah, who do you want?
0: Oh, who do I want? I mean, I think Yacht Club would have done a great one if it was 2D, especially. I think they did a really good one. Obviously, I would like to see it from Software Diz. I'm not saying I need Zelda to be dark or anything like yeah. that. but I'd just like to see how they approach design-wise of a Zelda game. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, Zelda's been pretty great lately, so I can't really complain too much. But it was just an interesting, especially the with Zelda, because last time they did that was with the CDI games, and that was not very good. So yeah, but yeah, I guess it was that Capcom relationship they had a strong relationship at that time. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to play through these both again. Oh uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: They're not mainline ones, but uh Hyrule Warriors. We forgot oh, about yeah. them. Sorry. Oh, We're forgetting true. a few. Yeah, yeah you're they're right. definitely spin offs that of spin off like yeah. different types of games. Yeah.
0: Musso games. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay, the final game is Baldur's Gate 3. I've been playing some more of this not now. Enough. There's a lot of stuff to play right now. I I haven't had a lot of time to play other stuff as so much as I wanted to, but I have been playing some of this every now and then. I'm like twenty something hours in now. Nice. So I spent a good amount of time in this game. I am still in Act One.
2: Yeah, it's the thing I saw. Huber was still in Act One too. Like, Man, act it's act 1 is like Act One's very long.
0: Big. It's kind of insane how dense this game is and how much there is to it. You know, the start of the first act is you're outdoors. You're at that crash ship site, and you know you got a bunch of stuff in the surrounding area. But it's like I'm underground right now in the Underdark, and it's like I've been there for a long time. Yeah, and yeah, there's and a lot of there, stuff Huber. down there. We struggling. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, but it's been great. You know, like. People have been talking about this game for a long time or recently, and like there's a lot of positive things say. I think it's really good. I think this is an excellent game. The only thing I'm curious about is down the line is like how will I feel about this game near the end? I'm really curious about. Mm. So far, it's been excellent. But, you know, this game is going to be like 100 hours, probably like that. So <laughs> I am curious to see how much it changes and how it holds me as I go through there. But anyways, so I am in the Underdark now. Yeah, I'll, I won't do any like main plot story spoilers or anything like that. But um, recently I've been. I kind of stuck with the same party for a long time in the game. Then I was recently like, yeah, you know what? Let's swap some people in. Let's mess around. I was getting a little too comfortable with my party, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I got these other party members. I need to bring them in. So I'm, using
2: a lot of the same skills over and over kind of kinda thing.
0: Kind of thing. And I was like, just getting really familiar. I'm like, I should try like a new party member to see a new class and how they interact with the party on the field. So I brought in, um, I set a star to the side who's like the, the vampire rogue guy. I brought in Will, who's like a warlock. Hmm. At first, I was like, I don't know about Will. We'll see how it goes. Warlock. I don't know about Warlock. I got this skill. So with Warlock, you do a lot of Eldritch Blasts. A lot of Eldritch Blasts. I got this thing, the skill for Eldritch blast, where it can, like, push people back when I do it. Nice. And I'm in the Underdark, so there's, like, a lot of cliffs. So. Yeah, nice. And I forgot I had this. So I zapped the guy. I just went flying off a cliff. I was like, oh! I, like, totally forgot about it. <laughs> and it was just so great. I loved it. And there's also, of course, the game has so many good, just, environmental sketching. kills are just, they're They're bad. so satisfying in this game, Blood, because you can do it to, like, anybody. <laughs> Bosses, you can do it to. Yeah. Like, i pushed, like, I've pushed some hard guys, like, in a lot of games, they wouldn't let you do this kind of stuff. You know, like, no, you got to kill them normally kind of thing. Right. This game's just like, nah, if you can do it, you can do it. You can just <laughs> push, this, you won't get their loot, but you can right. just push them off a cliff if you get lucky or something like that. And I just love that, because, like, I've definitely done that. I've knock some dudes off cliffs before and it felt really satisfying. Like yeah, I'll miss out on whatever loot they had, but I got out of the scenario from doing that. Uh but just um exploring this underdark like just a whole bunch of new factions there's like uh drow kind of stuff there. there's like more dwarves going on. There's this really funny part. I got on a boat and it just set me off and I didn't know where I was going. I was like, "All right, we're going to go." This guy pulls up to me, dude, and he's like, "Where's so and so?" And I was pretty much trying to bluff my way like I was friends with them. But there was just an option to push them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to push this guy off. You know, you get the dice roll. The dice rolls so fun. I love the dice rolls in this game. You know, you depending on your stats, you can have a better chance. You can have bonuses from players. But there is still, like, a slight chance, you know. You can mess something up. You can use points of inspiration that you can get by performing stuff in the game to get second chances. But, like, she's like, I pushed this guy just off the boat, and it was awesome. He's like a, like a bigger, stronger enemy, and I just laughed because it just worked. <laughs> it's like, God, I love this kind of stuff in this game. But, yeah, the game's been delightful. I've been having a lot of fun. I think the cast of characters you're with are really strong so far. I brought this up before, but uh, just talking with the characters and how well the presentation of that is, and, like, the voice acting and the character animations are really strong – and, of course, all the freedom and combat you can do, like, you can really do a lot of stuff and approach situations. You have a lot of freedom to do that. I think that could be overwhelming for a lot of people, for sure, especially because this game's turn-based and, like, you know, figuring out movement. That's maybe not something a lot of people have done because this game has gotten a lot of people into this game. And I wonder how many people this is their first CRPG because Divinity 2 was my first one. So it definitely, when I played Divinity 2, it took me some learning curves, for sure, and... Being familiar with D&D has helped me with this game somewhat, too. Where I'm like, yeah, I get this. But it seems like people have figured it out. But, um, yeah, it's just been a delightful time. I'm just having so much fun going through here, hanging out at my party, making choices, seeing what... I don't know what the right choice is all the time, so that's great. Yeah. I just love that. You just don't know. I will say there's this encounter. This lady, this female dwarf, is like, yo, find my husband. He's out there. He's lost. He's kind of dumb. And I found him. And he was, like, stuck in a He was in a, a very dangerous area where there's, like, explosive stuff around him. And he's like, help me out. Give me my pack. So I got his backpack. But if I tried to get to him, like, walked him, stuff around him would blow up. But there was ledges around the side that I could jump around. I went around those sides. All right, I was like, okay, I got to get this guy's backpack to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can throw stuff. Mm-hmm. So I threw his pack. I threw it at him. I was like, oh, he'll probably catch it. No, he did not catch it. In fact, the backpack hit him, and he died. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I was like, I killed this guy. Oh, no. Whoops. I was like, I probably should have thrown it just close to him, but I thought he would catch it. (laughs) But I was just like, that's just like the beauty of the game. It's just like you try stuff, and sometimes stuff works out, and sometimes it just doesn't. And it's just been delightful, you know? I just, some things work, some things don't. And I'm totally cool with that, and I just kind of find out how it goes. And I've been impressed just how well... Situations continue to go no matter what outcome I have. You know, sometimes I think like I worry about stuff. I really worry about I'm like, oh man, I hope I don't miss out on like some sick quest line because I did something dumb. But the game has always presented something interesting to me throughout the whole time. So it's been really fascinating and super impressive how much freedom and how much outcome or how many outcomes there are. I'm curious to see how things will progress as I go through the game. I have no idea how many acts are. I know there's at least three. Like I haven't even been to Boulders get yet. Right. Like I can't wait to get the, go there because you hear about it throughout the game and like people from there and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting through this game and playing more of it. It's gonna take a while, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's been a great time and I I recommend people checking it out for sure. Maybe not just buying it right away if you're if you never played a game Check out a stream or something like that. See if it seems interesting to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I think it's an excellent. And video Huber's game. gonna be going for a while. Yeah, Huber's so. gonna go in for a while. Yeah. But yes,
0: I do think it's an excellent excellent video game. And it's great to see it get so much praise right now. It's been nice. For sure. I know there's been some controversy around the game. Of course, whenever there's something big, there's always going to be controversy, but cool game, really awesome. All right, it is time for some emails. Once again, if you want to send in questions, head on over to patreon.com slash easy ally. Support us over there. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, I forgot to say this. If you listen to us on a podcast app or anything like that, please leave us a nice review. If you enjoy the show... That does help us out a lot. It helps us get spread out to more people. I want to spread that syndrome through the world. <laughs> like Wesker. All right. This first question is from TJ Price. Greetings, allies. I had an idea regarding the Activision slash Blizzard deal and wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Okay. What if they let the Call of Duty devs take a swing at Halo? Maybe keep 3-for-3 three three on hand as a support team instead of calling the shots. I think either Triarch or Infinity Ward would do a much better job than what we've gotten recently. Love and respect. So this has been a big topic about just right. a lot of their IPs in general because, like you know, Activision Blizzard is a humongous company with right. so like I don't like how many Call of Duty teams are there like four or five and like all the other people. You got Flash
2: you, you, you got every yeah. You got everybody that ever Ward, made a game for Activision got is got making Call of Duty. You got so now. many
0: people on this game, <laughs> <Yeah>. and um, <laughs> you know, you got people like um. Who did I, I? just cannot remember their name um, off the top soft. of my head. No, um, who worked on? Who did the Tony Hawk remasters? like curious Oh, yeah, no yes. really, they're
2: they're on Diablo stuff now.
0: They? they are, but yeah. I'm saying like you have all those teams because they did Diablo remas- uh, resurrected too, which was great by the way. So you got like all these teams who have been kind of sucked into the the Blizzard IPs or like the Activision IPs, and I think this idea of giving other teams a shot at like Halo would be super mm. interesting to me. But I wonder about if any of that will actually happen, because Call of Duty is a machine, and I cannot see the machine of Call of Duty stopping anytime soon.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, where are they getting these resources to put onto Halo when they like? It's taking everything they have now to keep Call of Duty going at what it, its yeah. current rate. He, They'd have to like.
2: There have been rumors, off and on, about them slowing down and not doing yearly releases on like, you know, like Warzone will keep going but the you know the, call typical, D? the typical call That of is Dudes the night. rumor but it has yeah. not
0: happened yet. Right. Yeah. And it's so much money to be left on the table to right, not right. do that. But um I think it'd be really sick to see College did to make a Halo game like 343 obviously has been doing Halo for a long time. Uh maybe have them as a support team on something else like Right. I'm not saying like I don't want I I don't want three four three not to do anything, but I'm just curious. See, they did three Halo games essentially at this point, so it'd be great to see another studio do something else. And like, of course, Raven who made great games like that, but I don't know if a lot of these companies are going to get that chance. And just be like, I don't know necessarily know if the Call of Duty shackles are going to be broken free for them necessarily.
2: Yeah. yeah, and but I think one of the one of the lessons potentially and that could cross over is that you know. Like, most of these Activision Call of Duties, like, as we're saying, it's, like, they're not just being done by one team. Well, so
0: many people work on these games. These teams
2: are working together, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of a blended, uh, combined effort. And so I think that's the sort of thing that really, it it can benefit Halo. It's, like, okay, 343 still has the, like, they've got a really strong foundation right now with Mm -hmm. Halo Infinite, with the gunplay, with the classic Halo modes, and, like, with the stuff that they've done with Forge. Like, that stuff is solid. It's like the places where they've kind of still are are struggling with are the campaign, which is an interesting factor because it's like, Call of Duty's got some strong campaigns, Mm -hmm. but they're not like a Halo campaign. No, And they're not really what you want out of a Halo campaign, especially if like Infinite is sort of like the direction that they're going. It's like a Call of Duty game's never been like that, so Mm -hmm. it's a little weird. Um, but again, like something like Raven or somebody that's had more experience before Call of Duty might be able to bring another take to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the biggest thing that you know uh, Halo could probably learn from the Call of Duty guys is is just how to keep that games as a service thing mm-hmm. satisfying. Because I feel like that's that's where they've gotten the most flack from people. Yeah, is that, like, definitely. Yeah, your battle pass sucks. Yeah, this game is great to play for a week. But mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, keep playing it Yeah. over and over and over again, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if one of these other studios made, if, like, let's say they didn't want to make a new Halo yet, they just made, like, a, like, a single-player thing for Halo, because it doesn't, that's not coming anytime soon from 343, about 3, right. uh, campaign stuff, or DLC, because it definitely feels like it could use some, something like that. Yeah. But even, like, I would love to see these teams just tackle other IPs or something like that, other Blizzard IPs, like, someone do StarCraft, something with StarCraft, maybe, like, I know they've, like, canceled StarCraft games before, like, Ghost, obviously, like, but something different. Something different with the Warcraft IP.
2: Yeah. Besides just WoW. Well, yeah, you see what Riot's doing right now. Exactly. Like, putting out all these crazy little spinoffs of every genre they can think of.
0: Riot is kind of... Riot is what Blizzard should have been doing. Mm-hmm. All the stuff they've done, like, the, the TV show and, like, all these different types of games in that, the League of Legends universe it's like... Blizzard could totally have that kind of stuff, but they've dropped the ball so much, it seems like. But, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully this will bring some great new things we didn't expect down the line. Maybe we'll get a new Crash Bandicoot game or something. Right. I don't know. Because uh, there's Toys for Bob's right? Who made uh, oh, yeah. Crash 4, which I heard was very good. I never played it, but people seem to really like that game. Also sounds like it's really hard. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Absolutely, I totally believe that. But, yeah, I'm excited whenever this deal goes through to see what, will happen to it. Hopefully there'll be some great new things, but what's what's also
2: hard though is like, you know, some of that stuff is sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Don't necessarily see you don't see it necessarily. You know it's like the game is better, but you don't know why. Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot we
0: have no idea about. But all we can do is be hopeful, I guess. Or you can be cynical if you want. all right. All right. This next one is from Neo J D. Hey gang, I'm currently wrapping up my first playthrough of Crisis Core, and it made me Mm. wonder, why do people like Cloud so much? (laughs) Sure, he looks cool and is stoic, (laughs) but someone like Zack doesn't get nearly the same amount of love. Brad, I know you're a big fan of Cloud, so you can give me some insight into why. Well, first of all, Zack's not the main character in Final Fantasy VII. A lot of people don't even know who Zack was in that game.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, And... That's like a humongous thing. Obviously, Cloud's visuals obviously were a huge distinction of him as a character. Like in 1997, that was like the coolest character design of all time. But I love Zack personally. I think Zack's awesome and most people do like Zack, but Zack just doesn't get the screen time that Cloud gets nearly at, at all. And what I like, I'll just say what I like about Cloud is in like his approach to his story is a lot of it is Cloud is kind of like a failure to an extent. What he set off to do And what happened, like, I don't really want to spoil some of the future games like that, but Cloud is also not the most reliable person. He is not the traditional kind of hero that I would say the character. He is an awkward person. He's uncomfortable, a lot of things, and he makes, and he struggles a lot, which I really like about him. I don't want, you'll find out more if you don't know, but that's one thing. Those are some of the things I like about Cloud. I don't think he is the superhero. It's not going to think about Naruto, bloody Mm -hmm. no. The hero, but someone that struggles a lot. Who's kind of a failure in a lot of regards. Like, that was Cloud. Cloud did not succeed in what his original goal was.
1: I will also add that at the time, uh, Final Fantasy VII PlayStation... Uh, text-based dialogue no mm-hmm. vo mm-hmm. so a little bit open more open to interpretation or maybe people weren't as like you know in tune with the the vibes of cloud at the time sure so people who grew up with that and ha- that was his first exposure yeah he's like cool he's the hero of this this this, mm-hmm. this big game and like he, he, yeah he, he just like looks awesome and it wasn't until probably around like advent children it's like oh wait he's kind of like like this, I don't, I don't know how yeah. many people caught on. The first time I yeah. like
0: heard Cloud's voice was Kingdom Hearts, I think.
1: Yeah, like Kingdom Hearts, and then and then like Advent Children. Yeah. Like, wow, he's like you always go like, yeah, he's just like emo and stuff, and it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's different
0: in Advent Children. <laughs> yeah, for for sure.
1: Yeah, so people are like, wait, then that imagery kind of like you know propagated a little bit more. But mm-hmm. if you go back to like the original one, he's like doing sick poses, like when he mm-hmm. like arrives to like you know the Avalanche members when they're like, oh, did we leave Cloud behind? Comes in here spinning his sword. Yeah. Like, the parade showing him, like, you know, this is the victory pose. Is like, dude, Cloud's so... everyone's like, looks up to Cloud, even if he was yeah. like that. And it's like... Yeah.
0: A lot of that is kind of explained in the original game of why he's kind of like that, but mm-hmm. I don't really want to spoil it for you if you don't know. But there is a reason behind a lot of the, the way he acts, and I that makes me like his character a lot more, is, like, why he is the way he is. You'll find out more as the, the anthology continues, or you can play the original game, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Well,
2: yeah, I, I, I think just... Just in general, like, I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's the character you start the game with. Right? Yeah. That, that's the character that you attach to, and then you. Main character, you, yeah. You, yeah, you, you gravitate to. And, yeah, by the time you, you start finding out about this Zach stuff, you know, like, for me, when I first played that game, I was just so confused. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who Zach is. I don't care. <laughs> just give me the yeah. Sephiroth
0: and let me
3: <laughs> cut him in half. You, <laughs> see,
0: you see Zach in the first game. I'm trying to think. If, I think a lot of that stuff is just optional, if I recall correctly. But I could Maybe. be wrong. It's been a while. But anyways, you just see this guy and you're like, because you know the the graphical limitations at the time. You're like, who's just just this cloud with black hair? It's just like, who is this guy kind of thing like that? You just don't get that full. Crisis Core, you know, you get a lot more of that. Yeah, It's like you really get to know Zach, which is great. But yeah. Cloud's just like, you know, he's the main character, and he gets he gets a lot of development, so I think that makes him a strong character. Yeah. Alright, this next one's from Danki Kang. Hey, guys. I've been playing through some of the DLC for Remnant 1 and was thinking about the specific nice. brand of proced- procedurally generation those games use. Obviously, it's very well suited to a third-person shooter of that type, but I was wondering if you thought there were any other game or genres or even other franchises that could benefit from using a similar system. who mm, will explain the system. So basically, yeah. um, you, it, like, it's random what kind of environment you'll get. There's like a select number you can get and the layout of the level and possibly some of the bosses, I think, that you'll fight. Okay. So there's, there's like a random chance that things will not always be the same.
1: Okay. Uh, is that like very different from something like Returnal?
0: Or no, Returnal was like, yo, Returnal's like, yo, here's the biome, the same uh, biome. Okay. Uh, Remnant's not necessarily like that. Okay. Like, you, if you do like World 1, Stage 1 or whatever, it could be a different biome. Gotcha. For a different person. Interesting. Um, so, what I thought about was maybe more Returnal style, I guess Damiani, or it, it could be whatever it is, like a Castlevania game. You go into the castle, and what part of the castle you get will be random. Like like a like a, like a Metroidvania, like the yeah. castle layout will be just random and so will like what sections like there's the, the garden area or there's the lab area, but it's random, which one you get and the layout of it is kind of random. They could do something like that. I also think about like Mega Man or something like that in that yeah. sense. Right. Like yo, you're in Wily's castle and what parts of the castle you go through or get will be random. They could do something like that.
2: Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like Mega Man's a better example. I feel like something like Castlevania would be really hard to do random because I think so much of that is the the joy of seeing how the level design all connects and it takes a lot of intentionality to pull that off. Uh I'm sure that, you know people have done it but um but Mega Man I think yeah I think it works it works better cuz it kind of like what you're saying with Devil Dragon it's like there's this cool element of it's like okay well I don't I don't know which power I'm going to get first and so like my tools in this level, might be different every time that I, I, I go into this.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Damian? Do you got any examples you could think of?
1: Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the idea about, like, a, a Metroidvania, but, like, it seems like a nightmare to, like, make it, like, as blood pointed out. Because I was thinking of, like, yeah, like, Castlevania, or, like, even, like, a Super Metroid, like, oh, yeah, like, what if you had, like, the way you progress, like, each playthrough is different biomes, and, like, they could be different layouts, but, like, how many permutation can you do before it becomes like it can't connect or it feels like too gen- not generic but like doesn't well, feel unique? what if they do was like yeah. okay,
0: so you go to stage one. There's like three possible biomes you could get like that. Think of it like that, maybe
1: yeah I, I think that'd be more doable like the more complex you get because like, i think
0: remnant's kind of like that In two yeah. from what i called, there was like a couple different things you get at the first right. world or whatever
1: yeah i mean it'd be cool like yeah it's like samus approaching a planet and like oh yeah, ship's exactly. crashing you got to pick us and like, you don't it just the story's like oh uh computer just pick a spot i'm not fast enough and like each time you start a game, it like crash lands a different spot on the planet. It's like that's your new starting point, mm-hmm. and it's like so you're gonna get like maybe crashed in like the snowy area first, or maybe mm-hmm. you crashed in like the the lava area first, you know, and just get some variation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like as you proceed, it'd be like nice that like oh well, you won't approach this biome till later. Would be kind of cool, I guess. For Castlevania, like they could do something like that too, but it's just like maybe it'd be sick. Of, like oh, you arrive somehow at the top of. Dracula's <laughs> castle and like but he's not at the top he's in the basement so you got to work your way down this time or mm-hmm. maybe you arrive at like uh, the castle has like another part of it that goes across a bridge and so it's like it's a two-part castle so you start over on the east wing instead mm-hmm. of the west wing or something yeah, like that. yeah it doesn't
0: have to be metrovania structure necessarily it could be like the old ones it's just like you get this level now yeah. there's like three combinations of that level or something like that I guess
1: and it'd be fun, yeah, you said with, like, what power-up you get first, like, well, this area will you'll be granted this, so, like, now you got to try and play, with, like, this style, mm-hmm. and like, just the challenge of having to, like, master the different, you know, unique items or move sets, and, you know, keeping it not too complex.
2: Yeah, you know I what I was thinking? Hmm. Like, uh, like a Contra or a Metal Slug.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love just a new one of those games in general. Right. That'd be great. <laughs> one of those games. Like, Oh, not con- what was the last Contra they did? Hard? No, it wasn't. A- I don't think that's what the was last it? one. But they, yeah, they. The, the oh, one, yeah. one that came out that was bad. It was like PS4. I yeah. forgot what it was
2: called. Yeah, I don't remember specifically. No,
0: nope. just make a two D one again. All right. This next question is from Tateros. Hi allies. This year I started to be a part time grad student while working. I have now a lot less time to play games for the next two years. Mm. As gaming is my favorite hobby, I'm still trying to incorporate it into my uh, schedule somehow. I initially tried it with short but frequent gaming sessions like one hour of Street Fighter 6, but found that less satisfying and noticed that I would, than I, uh, less than I would use it as an excuse for not studying. Recently, I settled on having a cheat day at least once per month or after a big assignment. While I probably should not play an RPG like Baldur's Gate like this, having a full day of gaming allowed me to sink again my teeth into a game and left me more overall satisfied. I would therefore like to ask, what would you prefer for gaming sessions? Short with high frequency or long with bigger gaps in between? Love and respect. So, mm. just small bursts, like an hour here or there. Or a long gap, but a, like a full day or something of gaming. To me, I guess it depends on what game you, you're interested in. Sure. Types of games. Yeah. Like... They brought up Street Fighter 6, so I think it's a great example of, you know, just a couple matches maybe here and there. That, I think that works really well for that game.
1: Yeah, definitely depends on the game. I do find more and more that uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, the, like, the playing a game for a short amount of time, but more frequently mm. than, you know, playing a long, like, like, outside of, like, games I'm reviewing, I will just play a game for, like, an hour or maybe mm-hmm. even less than an hour mm. uh once like a day and like keep coming back to it and just doing it I, that, that's literally what i've been doing with oracle seasons like maybe like, any a variation of anywhere to roughly around an hour per session and like once a day maybe twice a day one day here or there but generally it's like i'm not just like going through it and been doing it like same with like I mean, started doing Pikmin, like, longer sessions, but now it's like, yeah, I'll play for, like, an hour and then, like, move, like go do something else. So, that's – I don't know. I guess I would probably prefer, prefer that unless, like, it was, like, a new – I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, there's it's, it's got to be a certain type of game. Like, I, I imagine, like – I guess I have the luxury, like, if I do want to play it more, I just play it more. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: I, yeah, like we said, it depends on the types of games. For me, for the types of games I usually like to play, I think long gaps but a longer session would be better. So like I get to play, you know, eight hours of yeah, Baldur's really Gate or in. something like that. Cause you know, play like an an hour of Baldur's Gate every now and then it's just like okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you like if you're in something where you're like, Oh, okay, well my whole time today was I just yeah, kind of s- reorganized my inventory exactly. and talk to some people in town and I didn't really get yeah. to get any good fights and Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's like, hey, if I just want to play Fortnite or whatever, something like that, yeah. it's great. Throw
2: in a couple. Yeah, of Yeah, it ones. just depends yeah.
0: on the types of games on the docket, I guess. Just hate the the long gaps between. Yeah, those. Yeah, definitely that's like a, that's a, a tr- trouble yeah. too. Yeah, like they, I forgot what they said. The next, I mean, whatever their gap the longest would be.
1: Yeah, if I were in their situation, I would like never play any long games and like find something that was like a casual game, that like like a Fortnite or something, and like just play that one hour every now and then just for like f- like fun street Fighter might be like a little bit more i mean it can be casual too mm-hmm. but some people might be like uh oh, it's they might think it's a little bit more competitive and want to like get better at it whereas fortnite i really think you just goof around and have yeah. a good time in that and it's fun
0: yeah because they said they prefer a cheat day once a month
2: yes that's yeah, so it's, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time to go. That's a long time, but yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. if it's me personally, it's like, well, I don't have time for gaming, and like, I'd rather not try and start something, and like, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Netflix or something. Sure, like, yeah. Let me watch some movies or TV shows, and like, when I when I'm done with this, and I have more time to get back into gaming, because like, I feel like it's just gonna yeah really There's a fair number yeah.
2: of short games too though. Yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah, I rush. Yeah, yeah. gotta that's get a shorter
0: game. Yeah. yeah. You could probably beat that in a day if you really wanted to, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you found something that works for you. Good luck in school. All right, last question is from Brandon K. Gan. Hello, everyone. With the unexpected but still welcome surprise shadow drop of Quake 2 Remastered, Oh yeah. I hope I can find the time to squeeze in my first playthrough of this classic before next month. But with this out-of-nowhere release now taking the top spot of my backlog... I am curious to know if there are any classic games you adore, were that you adore, where if remaster versions came out without any hint, without any, any hint, it was available, or about to be available, no matter how unlikely you would be to drop everything to give it a go. Thanks for taking my submission. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. So, I guess just a remaster that comes out of nowhere, and we're like, okay, I have to play this right now. I mean, Maybe it happened to me to this side. year,
2: Metroid Prime. Yeah, you're just like, okay, I, I oh, yeah. didn't even expect it. A- play through that whole thing, but I, I, just I did. It, just, it happened. Yeah, it just did.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Right you dumb man?
1: I'm trying to think of an oddball pick because, like, obviously, yeah, any like any of the classic like, Nintendo or mm-hmm. whatever things, like, sure, like they dropped that out of nowhere. Another one of those is like maybe not Metroid Prime Two when it stopped, but like yeah, any of those other ones, like uh, they like did like remake, like did a remaster of like A Link to the Past or you know, yeah. Oracles drops out of nowhere like a remaster like now I switch I play like yeah I drop like jump into that immediately yeah. you know chrono trigger yeah like. <laughs> oh, definitely won. And We're getting super Mario RPG, but that was announced so that wasn't right. out of nowhere but if that had been like just
0: dropped <laughs> it'd be like goodbye everything good, I'm good, playing that yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd really like I think if they just did like hey ch- uh ten shoot collection one two three boom 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 I'd be like okay, I'm playing at least one of those right now all the way through infamous 2. Infamous Two, but yeah, that's one that I'm would surprised probably jump, and jump not surprised yeah. that those are out at the same time. Right. It's like I mean, great. Uh, infamous games are really good, especially Two. Two is awesome. Where's those Resistance games also, dude? <sighs> dude,
1: Yeah, they did a, a remaster of Shadows of the Empire.
0: Oh yeah, mm.
1: so that, I mean, now they've re-released it, but like it'd be cool to see that game get like updated mm-hmm. and enhanced and stuff. Because I think Rendar. it's yeah, that's that game would.
2: Take a full reimagining. Yep. Yeah. You can't. You, there's. There's. There's a. There's a lot to be desired there for a modern audience. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah. Well, we tried to
1: replay it <laughs> like <true>. years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yeah. It needs, they need to update this, please. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Cool game. Like game.
1: literally one of the earliest
2: console first-person shooters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's third-person for most of it. Blood.
2: Yeah, it's got first You can person. do first person yeah. though. Right? You can yeah, you can actually go yeah. either way.
0: Yeah. Ahead of its time. <sighs> Damn, I haven't played the game in so long. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember, like, the there was, like, the robot fight? It was, like, a flying robot, I think. It was, like, later part of the game. It's uh, IG-88. Or no, It's not. IG- that's the train level. Oh, train level. It's oh, later. Oh, that other one, yeah. yeah. Oh, that
1: one sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one sucked. <laughs> I hated that with the maze below. Yeah, yeah. Fucking no. Yeah. That one sucked. Oh, like, oh that, that was
0: terrible. I always
1: hated the sewer level or whatever. Yeah, the that water one was stuff. bad, too.
0: God. But no. half uh, Base was super Yeah, cool. that is. Like, that was you know, awesome.
1: Speeder like Hoth, Hoth base, yeah. It's like the last fight was still cool, like flying yeah, the ship. Final, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was awesome, that was dude. Fun. Dang, there's, there's dude. like it mixed
0: in, there are good stuff and a lot of bad stuff, so. yeah. Hell of a game, yeah. All right, that's gonna do it, everybody. Thank you for listening or watching or hanging out with us. We appreciate it greatly. Please support us on Patreon if you can. If you cannot, it's all good. We're just happy to have you here as a listener. So uh, thank you very much once again, and we will see you next episode. Take care, everybody. Goodbye.